Bloomberg. Rapper Lil Xan, who I've never heard of, but I, it doesn't I matter. Big, I know it, Big Xan. It doesn't matter <laughs> who the person is. Uh, I know Lil Uncle Xan Perk. just survived a binge eating flaming hot Cheetos sit down. Dude, uh, he, he burned a hole. Like oh. in his stomach, pediatricians have been warning about the oh dangers of Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Every year, dozens of children visit the emergency room with Flamin' Hot intestines. <laughs> Spicy foods. Did you ever can- have Flamin' Hot intestines? <laughs> yes, the Galuki <laughs> Heist. They just, had a whole, Jordan. whole buffet right, yeah. of those. Spicy foods cause ulcers, <laughs> gastritis, and inflamed, you know, where's. Buckies. <laughs> yeah. Buckies. You got a flaming hot one. You got a flaming buckeye. <laughs> Dr. Martha Ray. What did they give you for that? Just Some a popsicle? <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. It's four minutes after six at DVE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 51 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Xfinity from Comcast. I'm Val Porter. The Senate Judiciary Committee says it has questioned two men who say they, not Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh, had a sexual encounter with Christine Blasey Ford during a party in 1982. Ford, Ford is the California college professor who says Kavanaugh sexually assaulted her when they were teenagers. A release by Judiciary Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley late last night says the men came forward and told the committee they had the encounter with Dr. Ford that is the basis of this complaint. Kavanaugh and Ford are scheduled to testify this morning before the committee. Does that seem like something you would forget? That you sexually assaulted someone? No. Which person did it? Uh, No, I don't think so. This whole thing is really bad. What she I don't understand is why they didn't cut this guy loose immediately and go get another guy who will vote exactly the same way. There's like a list of 10 of them they have. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they took this baggage on. The ugliness that this has engendered in all of us here is just bad. Three Washington County families are being forced from their homes because of a landslide. Fallowfield Township officials condemned the houses on Woodward Avenue this week when shifting ground caused their foundations to crumble. A team of engineers is working to find the cause of that landslide and prevent the houses from tumbling into North Charleroi. The use of Xanax by teenagers is on the rise. The San Diego-based Institute for Public Strategies is warning parents that Xanax is the exception in the declining trend of prescription drug use among adolescents. The National Institute on Drug Abuse reports Xanax is the tranquilizer of choice for 12th graders. Uh, The report also says teenagers mistakenly think Xanax is a safer way to manage anxiety and social stress because doctors are giving it to them. I blame Lil Xan. (laughs) I mean, he's not a good role model for these kids. No. Well, this is a little disgusting. Police in Bradenton got a call about a domestic situation on Saturday, and when they got there, they found out the fight involved a 75-year-old man and his 55-year-old wife arguing over popping a zit. (laughs) Apparently... There was a big, fat, juicy pimple ah, on the guy's back, on. and what, why? he uh. wanted his wife to pop it, but she wouldn't do it. So their argument got so intense, somebody called 911. Fortunately, it did not escalate to the point of violence, so mm. after police calmed everybody down, they left without arresting anybody. Uh. It's when an episode of uh, Dr. Pimple Popper and cops collide. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, that's bad. That is, I, I, I didn't expect that. 
The month of October will be recast as Netflix and Chills. Every Friday, another horror movie will be available, including the Jack Nicholson classic The Shining and this year's Truth or Dare, starring Lucy Hale. The weekend before Halloween, Netflix reboots The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford is reportedly ready to break his silence and write his long-awaited memoir. In a recent interview, Halford said, I'm going to write a book. After having insisted for years he would never do so because of privacy concerns, he went on to say he's ready to tell his own story because you get these knockoffs, you get people giving their impressions. Uh, it is possible he's also now ready to put pen to paper because of the reaction to former bandmate K.K. Downing's just released book, Heavy Duty Days and Nights of Judas Priest. Kevin Federline, haven't heard anything about him for a while, but he's got good lawyers. He successfully negotiated for larger child support payments from Britney Spears. An insider told E! News Britney is pissed her financial team caved in to Kevin's demands. They still share custody of their two boys, but Britney now has to pay him more than $1,000 a day. <laughs> Those cartons in Newports are not cheap. Yeah, they're, they're getting more expensive all the time. Brittany thinks the settlement is ludicrous, but under her conservatorship, she doesn't control any financial decisions. Her money men made the calculation to pay Kevin to go away. A source said, quote, it's in her best interest to put this behind her and get on with her life. She should have had kids with ludicrous. Yes. She probably would have been paying less. Probably. <laughs> He's still an earner. He's doing all right, yeah. I mean, Kevin Federline, how long can you be a backup dancer? How He's long? retired. He's created a whole, like, job. The like the Fetter line, where where you just get a job to be a succubus. You like you 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 find the sugar mama, and then you just knock Im- up a famous chick, impregnate, and start playing Fortnite. <laughs> start eating flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, that's right. And- Wiping them on your uh, <laughs> do rack on your do <laughs> rack. How is that dude not from Carrick? I'll never know. <laughs> Nobody will. <laughs> Maybe somebody will take him for all his money, all his Britney money. I, I don't. I, I don't think that money sticks around very long. No. Was that dude not from Carrick? <laughs> and today's National Chocolate Milk Day. Well, you know, if you have to have milk. a national day of something, you know, I always like to uh, to drink YooHoo as a kid. I didn't realize till I was way older that that's not even considered chocolate milk. It's definitely it's not. Chocolate it's chocolate drink. drink. It's chocolate water. Which is just gross. Yes, it is. Now, chocolate milk is good after a workout? Yeah, it's like protein. Very good. Protein, the, good, uh, the right sugar. mix of pro- protein and carbs. And mm. they say it helps prevent cavities. I don't know how, but... That's fine. I, I still will let the girls order a chocolate milk at a diner. Oh, dude. And I always... Sneak a couple sips. My grandfather, every Sunday after church, would take me to this place in Franklin, which my dad called the Gag and Puke. <laughs> I don't know what the real name was, but he would take me every Sunday after church to get a chocolate milk. Oh, delicious. Delicious. Do you, do you still drink chocolate milk? I love chocolate milk. Did it come in those little milk glasses that had like the, yeah, uh, little, just r- little, the little bump on mm-hmm. the, around the yeah. top? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Those are the we best. would sit at the counter. Mm-hmm. Ah, what a great memory. Uh, Rain rolling in tonight. Temperatures in the low 60s. It's 51 at DVE. All right, a lot to get to today. we got Alex DePuel and John Dick Winters uh, coming back in today for uh, another segment, which I, look, I'm looking forward to this. You know, we uh, we like Alex and John a lot, and they used to be roommates, which was why we originally 
brought them in. Yeah. Uh, but now they have a segment called Gentleman's Quarrel, which I like. Well, yes. Yes. And today they'll it's be a, tackling- a, vac- a respectful uh, fisticuff. Like gentleman boxing, this is a gentleman's quarrel where they'll square up and very nicely verbally argue the merits or the uh, uh, the cons of vaccinations. That's their topic oh for my. today. So that, that ought to be. stir things up. Oh, yeah. That'll be fun. Missy Matthews talks Steelers. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN does the same. PFT commenter returns from Barstool Sports. That'll be at 915. And the incomparable Wheeler Walker Jr. on the show today. He returns in anticipation of tonight's show at Stage AE. Tickets still available at Ticketmaster for that show at Stage AE. And it's always great to have Wheeler Walker Jr. on. And uh, maybe we'll have him um, comment on uh, ongoing uh, news items. I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, that'd probably be a bad idea. What we, should, ready. <laughs> what we should do... I was going to say, it'd be great to have him in the coffee house, but I don't think he could play any of his songs on the radio. I'm going to um, I'm gonna do a behind the music on Wheeler today. We're going to just go behind the music, and I'm just going to let him fill in the blanks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I like this. So we're going behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. Get today. to know this man. Get to know him. What's the temperature going to be today? Mid-60s. Mark Marin's uh, WTF podcast, uh, he gets such great guests. And this week he had Joan Jett on. And it's a really good interview. I, uh, I recommend it for anybody who uh, likes Joan Jett's music but doesn't know a lot about her. Well, she's a pretty cool chick. Do they talk about her bad plastic surgery? They do not. She stays away from that topic a lot. I mean, you're not allowed to even take pictures of her. I don't think he was allowed. I can see why. I don't think he was allowed to post a picture of it. Is he still doing it from the garage? He moved to a a new house and it's another garage. Okay. But Um, it's the second garage. Just so disappointed in her. Why? That she got that. I mean, the the plastic surgery. What is is it? I haven't seen it. it. It's like her face doesn't move. And her, her, it's just pulled away back. Okay. It, I think she gets Botox like abnormal. once a week. Because oh, that ain't Botox, excessive. what she's got going on. Her voice is, it sounds like she can't move her lips very well. Yeah, she, she can't. Talks, she talks like this. It's like she's a ventriloquist almost. Look at, look at her video from the <laughs> oh, no. Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Well, which not, was a couple years ago, I think. I'm not mad at her. I'm not mad at her. I'm just disappointed. Like, she's a total rock chick. Yeah, I got you. I know what you're saying. Like, don't know. Like Chrissy Hine. Yeah. Just get old. It's okay. Chrissy might have got some more time. Chrissy looked great when we saw her open for Stevie Nicks last year. She looked wonderful. She's she's gorgeous, too. I love Stevie. Uh, Maybe yeah. she just needs a better surgeon. That's what I was just going to say. Because Sharon Osbourne, I always put her up as the example, and Jane Fonda, always put them up as examples of they have really good doctors. But they started doing it when they were like 38. Well, if you yeah. wait until later on and you try to do a complete overhaul, right. the foundation of the house isn't as strong as it used to be. You can't wait till your forehead looks like a pug. <laughs> DV Morning Show, Joan Jett. I will say this. She sounded awesome when she played here this summer. Yeah, she still can rock it out pretty good. There's no doubt. But I don't know. I want to give her, you know, proper credit. I'm, I, I feel bad that she's a hall of famer. That plastic surgery keeps her out of the public eye more. She's because she, she now she's camera shy. All it's that stuff to, is final sale. Can't return it. Once unless you, get you try that to, done. 
try to have more to fix it. No, you can't chase that one. Elton Michael John, Jackson did that. Elton John did it with his hair. What he, do you mean? Well, it, it still doesn't look good. <laughs> it was yeah, I know, but now you're used to him just looking like a peacock all the like. <laughs> he looks like he has gritty on his head. He does look like he gritty is on his shoulders. <laughs> is, is that a that's a wig? Yeah, but it's like sewn on. It's his hair. He can. It's Murray's. He can jump in the water. You know. Oh really? Maury's wigs. Yeah. He has just like permanent Barbie hair. He had like two horrific botch jobs before that, though. Hmm. He is the biggest diva ever. He is going to be doing a second show here in Pittsburgh, November of nineteen next year, twenty nineteen. So he's doing one in October this year, the tenth. And then he'll be back a year later for his second round on the farewell tour. That's cool. That he's coming back to the same place. You know why I like Elton John? Tell me. He goes up and plays Erie. He goes to those towns, mm-hmm. and he made a the point. Secondary markets. He goes to all the secondary markets because he s- said he knows what it's like to be there. And I was like, I thought he grew up in London, whatever. But <laughs> the fact that he does that, I think, because there's no look, nobody is more diva-ish than Elton frickin' John. Right. I, I actually can't physically or metaphorically picture him in Erie. There, I. The only thing I can think of is he has a private jet. That takes him right to Teterboro, and he's asleep in New York by you know one in the morning, or right. when he does that kind of stuff. Right. <laughs> but he does. He's not bike riding on Prescott. No, that's what you're saying. I had a lovely time today at Sarah's. <laughs> that's not happening. But uh, the Mill know. Creek Mall is fantastic. It's shaped like a gun. <laughs> it's pointing right at my bum. <laughs> it's a bum gun. <laughs> Can you feel my bum tonight? <laughs> All right, when we come back, Mike Pursuta Sports, we're getting set for Sunday night football. It's Steeler Thursday. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Sunday night football here in Pittsburgh and a divisional matchup against the Ravens. And the Steelers getting a little healthier in advance of that divisional matchup against the Ravens. Sports this hour brought to you by CBS Television. Morgan Burnett, a full participant in practice yesterday, along with David DeCastro and Marcus Gilbert. That's good news in advance of Baltimore. Not working for the Steelers yesterday. Juju Smith-Schuster, abdomen, and Mike Hilton, elbow. Ben Roethlisberger and Ramon Foster also sat yesterday's festivities out, but that was due to coaches' decisions. They just had the day off. Okay, Nothing wrong there. For the Ravens, uh, some of the significant names on their practice participation report. Uh, not participating cornerback Brandon Carr with a knee. Offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley foot. Linebacker Terrell Suggs, knee. Also, uh, wide receiver John Brown and safety Eric Weddle. Those were uh, coaches' decisions, not injury-related absences. But uh, the first three guys are starters who are a little banged up. Limited uh, linebacker C.J. Mosley, knee, and defensive tackle Michael Pierce with a foot. Those two guys are starters and two of the Ravens' better defenders. Neither one of them played last Sunday against Denver. Especially Mosley. That's huge. Yeah. Pierce, well, Pierce is pretty good, too, up front. Uh, Mosley's a little bit more of a high-profile splash player. But uh, Baltimore was able to get by uh, without those guys against Denver. The Ravens only gave up 14 points, and seven of those resulted from a blocked punt that uh, set the Broncos up inside the 10-yard line. 
Baltimore has not given up a second half touchdown this year. That's not a good stat for us. <laughs> no. Great, great stat for them. Yeah. Although, you know, if I'm the Steelers, I'm not worried about the other guy's defense. No, I'm not either, but you can't have those slow starts, you know. I mean they did they well, had a fast one last week and then no finish. The right week before it was slow start. Yeah, because they went three and out yeah. to start Monday night and then came roaring back. Yeah, 30 points in the first half is good. Just finish with 45 when you do that. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And uh, this might be another one of those games. The Ravens don't have that reputation uh, as the Chiefs did in Tampa Bay, but Joe Flacco is always throwing a great deep ball, and they got all those new receivers, and they're scoring points 97 in three games. Uh, Baltimore a little late to the, uh, hey, let's throw it all over the yard party. I think uh, most teams have figured out that uh, it's a passing league now, and you got to be able to do that. There are a few exceptions, but uh, that's the way most people are trying to get it done. Uh, Ravens look like uh, they can do it that way. I think there's going to be uh, some more points scored Sunday night at Heinz Field. As for how the Steelers worked hmm. yesterday, Artie Burns said uh, left cornerback opposite Joe Hayden was the same as it had been against uh, Tampa. Burns and Cody Sensabaugh rotating, and the Steelers still trying to figure out what they want to do at that position. Uh, Artie Burns not happy about what's going on. He said, quote, it's definitely going to make or break me. I got to just keep my head down, stay focused, keep moving. He thinks that uh, he, for whatever reason, has not been making plays he thinks he's capable of making. And he says he's just going to go back to basics and you know keep trying to work through it. If I'm them, I just play Burns and hope he plays better. Me too. I mean, it's I, I don't understand what they hope to get out of Cody Sensible. What, I, I, yeah, I'm looking for continuity and just an improvement in execution, not a new guy every couple of plays. That doesn't need to happen. Yeah, I understand you know, what they did at Tampa, splitting the time and not starting Burns. Maybe that's the metaphorical grabbing him by the shoulders and shaking him and saying get it together we need you but yeah you know, he acknowledged that didn't he mike didn't he say like this is going to make or break me like that 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 is hopefully going to be a turning point well it is going to be a turning point we're going to see which way it turns <laughs> right uh they need him they there's no around that that's he's got to play better than he's played and there's not a plan b no and those other the, guys are going to see the field just based on how many D-backs we're using this year in some of those packages, right? Well, I mean, Sensible wouldn't, but Cam Sutton would in the in the seven, which they still haven't gotten to other than a couple of snaps against Cleveland. Um, Burns also talked about there being a lot of football left, and you know he's he's aware it's a long season, and this doesn't necessarily have to define him, but he's got to he's got to pick it up. He's he's a number one pick and a cornerback that they expect at least competence from, if not being a difference maker, a playmaker. Just cover the deep ball once in a while. (laughs) He has struggled mightily. And I remember hearing, oh, he looks good in camp last year. Oh, he made a big jump forward. That's been a trend. And he's been doing that in camp against Antonio Brown. And I'm telling you, Antonio Brown in camp does not go half speed and not pulling punches. Let the other guy win. I mean, right. those those were battles. And yeah, Brown beat him a lot. But he, uh, I remember interviewing Artie Burns in camp, and he was talking about how he now had a feel for 
reading plays and and how long it takes a pass play to develop and when you can jump the route and get an interception and, and he demonstrated that with uh you know not a lot but with regularity uh we we've we've not seen it when it matters and it uh no. it matters now yeah it's not getting any easier with Crabtree and company no, coming in on Sunday not. night. No, it is not. Uh, interesting stuff from Marcus Gilbert yesterday as well. Uh, he was talking about uh, the Antonio Brown play in 2016 against Baltimore, the uh, the Christmas game, and that's uh, stretching the ball over the goal line, the immaculate extension. extension. And uh, Gilbert said, quote, we need plays like that to get us where we need to go. Plays like that can change the game. It can change a whole season. So maybe that's what the Steelers are looking for, just somebody to do something magical at the right time, and uh, maybe that'll spark something. Steelers and the Ravens Sunday night. It's remarkable. No rivalry talk yet. There's too many uh, front-burner issues to sort through before we start waxing poetic about uh, what a great game this is. Well, it also seems to me that the whole NFL is in flux. In a weird way, we're not focusing on the things we used to. There are so many extraneous factors. The the penalties that have been piling up, um, the the health issues with the league. I don't know. There's just something about this year, the Lev Bell saga going on for us. You know, so I think many it's, new faces on the Ravens that it's it doesn't feel like the old rivalry. A good point by you there. And I also think from our perspective. We're so consumed with what's going on in our own house right now, it's tough to yep. think about anything else. Yeah. Although I do think uh, there's a lot of Le'Veon Bell talk nationally, and I guess that's just national guys grasping at low-hanging fruit. I don't think that's a concern for the Steelers. And Well, they've written him off, right? Yeah, I mean, and James Conner is not going to be a deal-breaker. You know, if if they don't win the Super Bowl, it's not going to be because James Conner was the running back. No, because the de- it'll be Le'Veon because the defense Bell. is horrible. Yeah. But I think James Conner has established himself in the running game and in the passing game, and he's going to continue to get better, you would think, because he hasn't played that much still in his career. I, the Bell thing to me is just a lot of noise. Uh, it's, it's James Harrison and people like that talking about it. How about James Harrison and Madden going back and forth yesterday? Not often you, you see violent threats over social media between people talking about football. Oh, sure you do. It's oh. weird to see Debo block somebody. <laughs> you usually it's see usually the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't we just see that with Antonio Brown? Violent threats against the guy from the undefeated on Twitter. Oh yeah, Seems he did. To me That's like true. it happens all the time. That's true. What am I saying? Yeah. Pirates lost to the Cubs seven to six last night at Wrigley. They got two in the eighth and two in the ninth to work their way out of a six two hole, but the Cubs win it with a run in the tenth. Pirates fall to eighty and seventy seven. They need one more win to achieve a winning season. One more in Chicago tonight, Trevor Williams against John Lester. Parts also announcing yesterday that right-hander Edgar Santana will undergo Tommy John surgery and miss the 2019 season. That's a tough break for Santana, 26 years of age. Had a pretty good year uh, on the back end of the bullpen, but the Pirates will have to work without him next season. Penguins uh, beat Buffalo 5-1 to in preseason action last night. Phil Kessel with a couple of goals. Chris Letang, Derek Broussard, and Matt Cullen. And uh, some familiar names. Uh, the kind of names you're going to hope to hear <laughs> a lot in the regular season. 
Pens are 2-2-1 two, two, and one in games that do not count. They are at Columbus on Friday. The season opens here October the 4th against the Washington Capitals. Val's got your uh, your news coming up top of the hour. Valerie, what are we talking about there? There is a sex robot brothel getting ready to open. Finally. We'll talk about it. Also, when we return, Alex Apula and John Dick Winters, Pittsburgh Comics, come in with their segment. Uh, it's a Gentleman's Quarrel. Finally. Today, they will banter back and forth about the merits and uh, the cons of vaccinations. Oh, oh, yes. Serious topic. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure that they'll uh, treat it with the respect that it deserves. <laughs> PFT commenter later this morning and behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. That's at 945. He's at stage eight. It is Randy Bauman and the DBE Morning Show. You know, we're always glad to see our friends John Dick Winters and Alex Apula, Pittsburgh-based uh, uh, comedians. And they're here this morning with a segment they call Gentleman's Quarrel. Thank you. Yeah, thank Fine morning, gentlemen. Yeah, no, it's great to see you. I like that you both wore singlets. That was oh, an interesting spin. Yes. No less mm-hmm. right. for the gentleman's quarrel. You just quarrel. see the bike that we rode in together on. <laughs> a tandem. A tandem penny farther? A tandem penny farther, indeed. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's great morning. to morning. It's great to see you both. So what is the topic of today's quarrel? Uh, vaccine, pro or Anti. Okay, uh, so uh, which one are you? I am pro. Okay, <laughs> take it away. Here they are. It's uh, Alex DePila and uh, John Dick Winters. Thank you very much. With uh, Gentleman's Quarrel. Uh, good morning, John. No, morning. You look horrible today. <laughs> now, John, uh, on this issue, has stated publicly that he hates children and thinks they should suffer, <laughs> which I do not disagree I with. I corroborate that. Quote. However, yeah. it is this man's opinion that opening them up to communicable diseases is not the right way. Mm-hmm. Rather, calling them doo-doo heads and knocking ice cream cones out of their hands <laughs> should suffice, John. That's a, that, that's an excellent point. Your mustache is absurd. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I see what you're saying, but I, I'm anti-vax, uh, despite waking up this cold this morning. I'm still staunchly <laughs> anti-vaccination. I just think that they work too well. You know, I think they save a lot of lives that maybe we shouldn't be saving. Fair point. A fair point indeed. Thank you, John. And I must say it smells like you've recently run out of adult diapers. <laughs> My good man. Now, one complaint against vaccines is that they contain mercury. However, I would contend that mercury is shiny and fun. <laughs> and what makes sushi taste so good? John. Well, no one's anti-sushi here. No. Sir. Pro-mercury pro- is my stance. Well, no, but don't drag sushi into it, is all I'm saying. Point. Winners. Essentially, uh, uh, <laughs> anti-vax. I think we're vaccinating the wrong things. Like, <laughs> diseases, that's boring. If we could vaccinate, like, behaviors, I think that'd be... Like, if we could have a vaccine for people who put too many selfies on Instagram, or <laughs> if we could vaccinate, like, people who wear sandals and socks, or, or guys who call you brother after meeting you immediately, like, oh, <laughs> I'm John. Hey, brother. Slow down. <laughs> like, will you vaccinate that? The arm. that? Then I'd be pro-vax for Ooh, sure. I understand. Strong. Point noted and forgotten. <laughs> My good man, you look tired. Have you been up all night sexually assaulting dogs again? <laughs> Wait, it's really... Now, John has gone on the record saying, I'm a dumb, 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 dumb idiot who knows nothing. Back to you, John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was 
I apologize for such an attack. <laughs> that was that was very ungentlemanly. Uh, I have come to notice that I'm less anti-vax and more pro-genocide, like Thanos from <laughs> Avengers. I think he had it right. He wanted to kill everybody indiscriminately. Not everybody, half of everybody mm -hmm. indiscriminately. Sure. And that's the problem with genocide. Too specific. Too specific. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Not is, buckshot enough. That's wonderful the... pop culture reference. <laughs> John, thank you. Uh, however, I must say uh, you are a disgrace to your species. <laughs> you say vaccines are bad, but I contend that we've lost something as a country when families no longer sit around the hearth vaccinating each other. <laughs> I will contend that my family is plenty strong despite never vaccinating each other or even talking to each other. <laughs> Good day. Ooh. Finally, give me... 500 good reasons why vaccines are bad. <laughs> he probably cannot even give me 400. No. <laughs> good point. It's a wonderful point. Alex Apula, boy, John Dick Winters, that's tough there. The gentleman's quarrel there on vaccines. So Respectful. Who do you think uh, who, who came out the winner there? Whose Ooh. argument was uh, was pushed forward? Oh, boy. More? I cannot rightfully say it was me. No. <laughs> I cannot. Nor can I. No. I feel I it's a tie. Continue. They're too gentlemanly. Yes. To declare a, a true winner. gentleman cannot declare a winner. <laughs> so, but they may quarrel. We remain at a stalemate here on the issue of vaccines between John Dick Winters and Alex Apula. Make sure to go see them do comedy in uh, Pittsburgh or anywhere where uh, they may be performing. Do you want to tell people where that Singlet. might be? Oh, well, oh, I don't know if go, I want to brag about where I'm going to my upcoming gigs, <laughs> Sir Randy, but I, I guess I could. I mean, it's not <laughs> called bragging. It's called promoting, but it's uh, the one in the same. No, uh, com. Don't go today because I haven't updated it yet. Okay. In the next couple of days. There you go. <laughs> in the next couple of days, go to .com. Uh JohnDickWinters.com, and I'll be uh, at Club Cafe Sunday and Monday opening for Fortune Feimster. Oh, stop bragging. Uh, Fortune hopefully going to be on the show on... Uh, on either tomorrow or Monday. Tough to, I feel like you'd put her in a bad spot if we put her on after the Ravens game. You know, it's like just all football, yeah. football, and I feel like it's... And then Fortune. Yes. She's very, very funny. Those shows are going to be great. Club Cafe. Online.com. Well, is, is it ClubCafeLive.com or is it... Club, yes. Yeah. It's Online.com. Just go, <laughs> just go to, to Online.com. Yes, go to Online.com. Website.com. I feel better. .org. After this gentleman's quarrel this morning on DVE. Missy Matthews, Talk Steelers, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN, PFT commenter from Barstool Sports. And we go behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. at 945. Berg. Uh, I bet every teacher has been driven to drink, but you might want to wait till you get out of the school. The Virginia <laughs> elementary school teacher in hot water for allegedly boozing inside a classroom. Teresa Folsom was the one officer say was drinking. Alcohol was found in her classroom. She was arrested and placed on suspension. If you're so drunk that it gets deemed a medical emergency, then you are in bad, bad shape. <laughs> know, and you're man. in an elementary school. <laughs> Things have gone south. <laughs> Maybe you chose the wrong career. All right, guys, we're going to finger paint today. <laughs> I'm going to lay down. This is social studies. <laughs> Just paint Andrew Jackson. <laughs> Shut up. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
It's three minutes after seven at DBE. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Center 11. It's 51 degrees at DBE. The news is brought to us by BobbyRayHall.com. I'm Val Porter. Bill Cosby is now inmate number NN7687 at a Pennsylvania prison. A spokeswoman for the Maximum Security Prison told ABC News that the Cosby, uh, Cosby now lives in a cell about the size of a walk-in closet. Cosby arrived at the prison Tuesday night after being given three to ten years of total confinement for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constand in 2004. The spokeswoman says Cosby's first prison meal was meatballs, rice, potatoes, and green beans. I mean, he's going to kill in the calf, isn't he? <laughs> you mean like comedically? Yes. He's going to do stand-up all the time, you I think? I think he's going to be asked, don't you? Uh, probably. And, you know, look, that might be a way he could keep from getting beat up. Somebody threw a hot dog bun at him yesterday. Oh, no. Day before yesterday when he first went in. Prisoner NN687. (laughs) And it's so good to be here again. Yeah, maybe he'll find second life in there he's you know like well he doesn't have much life left yeah i mean he's 81 a, yeah this is overtime if getting a hot dog bun thrown at him is the worst thing that happens to him, <laughs> right how do you know buns, it's stale it's just really like it's hard. in prison yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's assumed yes it's a prison hot dog bun. Maybe uh, the other prisoner threw the bun at him and said, you know what to put in there. Right, exactly. I was Whoa. just thinking the the phrase Pittsburgh or uh, Pittsburgh, prison hot dog bun sounded bad. <laughs> like It sounded like an yeah, urban dictionary urban. thing. Like, he gave him a Pittsburgh hot dog or a prison. Why do I keep saying Pittsburgh? I don't know. Maybe you had a traumatic experience that you're just uncovering. With a hot dog bun and Bill Cosby on in the background? <laughs> A South Carolina town is on edge over fears flooding from Hurricane Florence could be ready to hit. Folks in Georgetown have been bracing for rivers to rise and wash them out all week. So far, they haven't come, though. Uh, People are being warned, though, not to let their guard down because rivers are still expected to swell past their banks this weekend. Florence dumped nearly 20 inches of rain in some parts of South Carolina last week. To top things off, they could get as much as two inches of rain in the next couple of days. According to a new study, climate change could lead to smaller and fewer pigs in the future. Hmm. If 5,000 of them keep drowning in hurricanes, then that's probably going to be a problem, too. Fewer pigs and leaner pigs will end up impacting the pork industry in a big way, especially the production of bacon. Yeah, maybe we... need fat pigs for bacon. And currently, bacon is on everything. So as the warm weather gets warmer and sticks around longer, don't be surprised if you notice an increase in prices of bacon and sausage at your local grocery store or restaurant. Randy couldn't be happier about this news. He is a bacon hater. No, I love bacon. I just think it was weird the way the way people react about bacon. Like they act like the dog in the bacon strips commercial. No matter what, people were just freaking out about bacon a little bit too much. That's all. I was just trying to calm everybody down. That's all. I like bacon. Do you like pork belly? Yeah. Like Very, not smoked. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah, yeah, it's good. But I wouldn't run around and be like, oh, chocolate covered pork belly. Oh my god. Well, here's another thing. I think that's the appropriate emotion. (laughs) Here's another thing people go crazy over. Pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah. I'm kind of of the mind, you know, there was a meme going around about, like, let people enjoy stuff. And I kind of feel that way right now about pumpkin spice lattes. Just the simple pleasures in life. Just go ahead and enjoy it. I don't care. I I mean, I think it's silly how... Yeah, have at it. 
It's not those people's fault that they make everything pumpkin spice latte now. They liked one thing at one coffee shop, and now it's become like a uh, you know ubiquitous uh, spice arrangement in all food items yeah, in grocery everywhere. stores. And it's well, like it's like people complaining about the 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 trashy magazines that people sell at the at the checkout counter. Like people complain about those magazines being salacious and all. If people weren't buying them, those yeah. those wouldn't be there. Yes. So I blame people. I blame the people too. I blame people for everything that's available because yes. we want it. Right. We want it all. I'm like, do well, we need this? I, you ever just walk through a Walmart and go, is this necessary? Do we need all of this? Target is a store that is based on hey, you don't, don't need this. I love Target. I know. I was at a Target last night. The best thing about Target is the shopping carts. What? They're, they have the best shopping carts. They do They're have big. Nice They're yeah. huge plastic carts that are like durable. Yeah. Like they never. They're <laughs> are never you buying that much stuff at Target. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're going to Target, aren't you getting something that's oversized a lot of times too? Like a pillow. I think you're thinking Costco. <laughs> no. No, those are like metal. I don't know. If I go to Target, it's because I'm buying like bedding or something like that. Usually. Oh well, yeah. We Sheets. just use it for everything now. People were grocery shopping there. Yeah, you can. You they are now expanding to offer groceries. It was going on. A lot of people grocery shopping, but I just was uh, I was marveling at the cart. I'm like these are the best carts. <laughs> like if you had one around the house, like you know, it's like a wheelbarrow, <laughs> but it has big size. Except instead of dirt, it's useless things that you don't. You probably shouldn't buy. I was thinking about going to the the uh, register and the guy being like. There's nothing in your cart. Be like, no, no, no. I'm, this is it. I'm, I'm buying the cart. cart. I just want the cart. So pumpkin spice lattes, uh, often men may be a little, eh, you know, do I really want to order that? But the truth is nearly half of all pumpkin spice latte buyers are men, which is strange because men in general buy fewer regular lattes than women do. That's but because there's, there's a uh, drive-through where you can buy it with your anonymity intact. And if you buy in the store, you just give them a girl's name. It doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> Brittany, Sheila. <laughs> so we know uh, about helicopter parents, the hovering. Then the lawnmower parent, parents. The lawnmower parents we learned about last week. If you don't know what that is, if you didn't hear us talking about it, lawnmower parents will mow down any and all obstacles so their kids never have to struggle or deal with any adversity. Keep them in the bubble. USA Today says there are five other very real parenting terms you might not know. The tiger parent. Oh, yeah. Tiger mom. Very Uh, strict. Yes. Very high expectations. Is that only Asian? I don't know. Well, there was the the woman who wrote the book, The Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mom, which basically, you know, she laid out the formula where I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And also, I could never have this much discipline myself. I mean, you're not allowed to watch TV. There's no sleepovers. Yes. Yeah, tiger have- parents have very high expectations. They always priority, uh, prioritize things like studying and extracurricular activities over any leisure activities. Yeah. You have to play an instrument, and it has to be the violin or the piano. Like, yeah. Ain't no clarinets in here. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know. I think robbing a kid of a childhood has never turned out good. Well, it's just a different philosophy. The the uh, the Chinese philosophy is that the majority of your life you spend as an adult. So they're raising adults. Because over here, it's like, we, you want to be a kid? It's like, okay, cool. You peak at 15. 
And then the rest of your life, you're like, remember how cool everything yeah. was? Boy, I'm <laughs> sad. Bundy. Boy, the, most of my life is so sad. Sure, yeah, okay. Al Bundy and Uncle you Rico. Know? Yeah. It's a different. It's a different approach. I still think the wonder of childhood. You just you can't pass that up. No. Elephant parents are the opposite of the tiger parent. You try not to yell or raise your voice. And you encourage them no matter what. The jellyfish parent is the same, but even more extreme. Uh, the dolphin parent. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> they just say no to everything. <laughs> Can halfway, I have a toy? Uh-uh. <laughs> halfway between the tiger and the elephant, you have high expectations, but you take a little more relaxed approach and let them have some downtime. The attachment parent. All about nurturing and make sure your kids know they can trust you, which usually uh, this attachment parent thing involves co-sleeping, where your child sleeps in the same room so you can quickly comfort them. And then finally, the free-range parent is all about independence and self-reliance. You're more likely to let your kid walk to school alone or go to a park alone, so it's probably like how we were (laughs) all raised. Yeah. Oh my it's God. old school parenting. I I, guess. I just don't have that kind of confidence, or I don't know what it what it was. I don't know if it was confidence that our parents had, or just apathy. get out. <laughs> yeah, just apathy. Hey, look! If you get uh, taken or something, it's on you, really. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I, I'm so scared to let my kid even go down the street. Like, if my daughter runs up to a friend's house, I'm out in the middle of the street waiting. Do I see her go in? Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't blame you, you. you know what I mean? I'm just terrified. Well, I remember reading a, a story about somebody in New York City who they'd let their seven-year-old kid take the subway to school. Didn't the parents like get arrested or something? I'm I'm not sure if that's what happened. I know they were sort of ostracized for it or, or, or at least, you know, condemned. But, uh, I mean, I think that's, it's just different. I don't know how to explain it. I, I, I feel like it's different now. A seven-year-old, although the subway is probably worse when I was a kid in New York City, but definitely, it just seems like they're way more savvy. There's more people now, <laughs> and you're more aware of their despicable nature. Like, there's that one app where you can check out the how many predators live in your area. Oh yeah, I guess that might be it. That you used to assume that it was a that bad people were a rarity because you so. Mm-hmm infrequently heard about like these horrific things and now because all media is if something happens in albuquerque you know the the trib will put it as a headline man does horrible thing and you read it here mm-hmm. i always and so you like start to you know think about everybody's every, bad everybody's bad well or that like even the ones that are bad that aren't doing anything at the moment it's like i don't want to taunt them with my kids <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, I don't want them to be like, ooh, it's so easy. Right. Look at me. I'm just out here alone all the day. My village will take care of me. <laughs> I'm not leaving it up to the village. I don't know a lot of people in the village. Yeah, right. I don't know enough people. It takes a village. You, you Stay away, village, okay? I got to know, like, somebody at every corner. You know what I mean? Like, every block, I got to know at least two or three families. Yeah, she should have amended that to be. It takes a really nice, trustworthy village. <laughs> A sex robot brothel will soon be opening in Houston, Texas. The first brothel of its kind is coming to the United States thanks to a Canadian businessman and is set to open in uh, early October. The Houston Chronicle is reporting customers will be able to rent or purchase robotic sex dolls. Is that something you really want to rent? Can you rent to own one? 
It's like a Nintendo cartridge. If it breaks down in the middle of it, you just have to blow on it. The founder described the dolls as warm and ready to play. This is the exact opposite of what I wanted to happen here. (laughs) Forecast today, rain uh, rolling in tonight. Temperatures in the low 60s. It's 51 at DVE. So it's time for the Tomlin Translator. This is a device that we had developed over there from the nerds at CMU to uh, uh, get to the subtext. Nerds don't sag. Of Mike Tomlin's answers to questions asked during his weekly press conference yesterday's press conference held just 12 hours after the win in tampa bay and so let's get right to it and uh, hear what uh coach had to say there was uh, a question i don't know who asked this this was uh, about all of the roughing the the penalty or uh, roughing Roughing the passer passer, penalties and if they have somehow like practice not doing that or how do they how do they avoid doing that that specific penalty you're not gonna have guys hit Ben or hit Josh or hit Mason and look at it on tape and say hey you can't do that I mean how do you so how do you sort of clean that up when you can't practice it It, it, it you don't practice face mask or not face masking in a practice like setting okay let's put that through the translator you don't practice not asking stupid questions but you still do it anyway (laughs) All right, there's that. Oh, poor kid. Uh, and then uh, <laughs> I think this is uh, maybe Benzie asking about the penalties. You have been pretty close to your opponent each week, but now there's a disparity between you and the next highest team in the NFL. How do you evaluate that looking at whether or not you've been accurately penalized? Or uh, Again, it's much too early in the season for me to paint with a broad brush and look at global things. I've just been focusing on the stadiums that we've been in. And it's been pretty balanced. Yeah, he just says that, you know, it's all about their opponent. Luckily for us, the teams we played the first three weeks didn't have their together either. (laughs) My hope is that as the year progresses, nobody will ever have their together. That's the plan. (laughs) I don't know if that's a complete plan, but they're going to go with it. Uh, And then uh, he was asked about the... Special teams penalty on Darius Hayward Bay late in the game that could have been very costly. Was one of those emotional penalties that you were referring to DHB at the end, and what, if anything, did you say to him about taking that one? I didn't say anything to him um, because I I know DHB. and I, We talked about it after, uh, but again, it's less significant. We get an opportunity to talk about it after perspective changes and all of those things. The all game right. was over. Let's put it through the Tomlin translator. If that penalty would have cost us the game, I would have renamed him Darius Hayward. You please get your head out of your ass. <laughs> uh, you know, on the defense, it looked like they were blitzing a lot. Mike, did you send more people more frequently after the quarterback than you had done in the first two games? I hadn't looked at the self-scout analysis in terms of the raw numbers, but we were within our personality. Okay. That personality being, of course, a team that almost lost with a 20-point lead because our defense is terrible. All right, and part of that is, uh, you know, shows up in the rotation of cornerback situation they got going on. When you talk about the rotation of cornerback, is that sort of a hot hand thing, or is that a strict by series thing, or how do you decide who is it? I'm not going to frame it. We'll play it by ear. I don't want to box myself in. All right, through the uh, translator. But if I was boxed in, in an actual box, Artie Burns and Cody sense a boss still couldn't cover me. (laughs) (laughs) 
funny and true. <laughs> they couldn't cover a box? I mean, I think they could. <laughs> I, I, I See, this is sometimes I think the Tomlin translator goes, it's it's incorrect. Yeah, I think they, we, have to, we have to send this back. It's like GPS. Yeah, it's, you know. Because the box just sits there. It yeah, doesn't move. They right? have to be able to cover a box. What's in the box? I contend that Cody Sensabaugh can cover a box in a mobile box that just sits there. So let's let's take this in for a tune-up. All right. Uh, of course, everybody's asking about Boswell. Any level of concern with Boswell? No. Um, you know, he's a heck of a kicker. He's our kicker. I am concerned about the ball not going in, <laughs> but I'm uh, not concerned about him. Okay. Through the translator. If you prepaid a chef for a 16-course meal, and every time he brought out another dish, he dropped it on your pants, Eventually you get too hungry to wait and see if he can get it right and you get another kicker at the drive-thru on the way home. Yeah, so eventually it may come to that, but not not yet. Not yet. Red zone uh, improvements in the red zone. Uh, uh, <laughs> Benzie starts asking him this question and uh, Tomlin. That's for Baltimore. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. Like looking ahead. He's talking about their improvements in the red zone. and uh, But didn't really get to a question here, right? Like when you said uh, you don't want to rely on familiar notions as it relates to the Ravens, is one of those aspects the improvement in the red zone? I don't. I think I read somewhere they haven't had a dry trip in the red zone yet. They've been pretty efficient there. So what's your question? Oh well, there you go. Let's put that. Through. I am not here to shoot the with Tim Benz. This isn't Buffalo Wild Wings, and I am not a bartender. He's got a thing against Benzie, doesn't he? And apparently, well, maybe Buffalo Wild. No, no, I mean, no. He's. Uh, he was asked about Anthony Chicolo's contributions. Is Chic- Chicolo's playing time more function of a kind of reward for him, and what he's done, or is that more to keep guys fresh? Or what's... he's varsity, and so we're gonna play varsity guys. We have terrible linebackers. <laughs> Vince Williams couldn't drop back and cover a dish. <laughs> What if it was in a box? I don't know. I, I, yeah, you might have been able to cover the box. Are you asked about Vance McDonald? Mike, is this what you thought you would get from Vance McDonald when healthy? Yes. Yes. No. No. I never thought he'd play a down for us. I forgot he was on the team. So, no. No. And then, uh, now. Uh, <laughs> how did the see back no slip in there? The Tomlin translator. Oh. It's learning. See, this is artificial intelligence. Yep. Getting They're too taking smart. over. It's getting too smart for Rise us. Rise of the machine. The Tomlin translator. It's becoming intuitive. He was asked about Jordan Berry. Jordan Berry, you kind of, you know, publicly expressed your dissatisfaction. You know, guys brought in things like that. Keep him bouncing back. Did he handle that well? Uh, keep watching. You know, uh, I like some of the things that happened last night, but you know, we gotta, we gotta build that day by day. Okay. I am not calling him Jordan until he has two good games in a row. Until then, he's Dingle. Dingleberry. Feetner came up with that one. Tom. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports. DVE. Sports is now brought to you by Blackish on my 22. Artie Burns said after practice yesterday that he and Cody Sensabaugh continued to rotate. At left cornerback opposite Joe Hayden. That's the way the Steelers played it on Monday night in Tampa. Mike Tomlin has said he is waiting for somebody to distinguish themselves at that position. And Tomlin had even thrown Cam Sutton's name in there for consideration. 
Artie Burns had started 31 consecutive games prior to Monday night. He did not start against the Buccaneers. Ended up uh, coming in for the third series and uh, alternating. It would be two series Sensabaugh, two series Burns, and so on. Uh, they're throwing stuff at the wall and, and trying to see what sticks at cornerback. And uh, when one of the guys involved is a former number one pick who has started 31 consecutive games in a row, that's not a good situation. Artie Burns understands the situation, and he said yesterday he understands what is at stake. Oh, yeah, you know, it's definitely going to make a break me. You know what I'm saying? So I got I to gotta just keep keep my head down, stay focused, you know, just keep on, keep on moving. Yeah, it's uh... – Stay tuned, see how it unfolds. Maybe it's a temporary mm. thing, and Artie Burns comes back better for it. I'm and, really hoping that's what it is. And starts to play the kind of ball that he maintains he knows he's still capable of. He he talked about what he hasn't been doing uh, yesterday, and he said, there are plays I've made, there are plays I can make. I'm just not making them right now. i got to make them consistently. So yeah. don't you think it – I mean, there's not enough discernible difference between Cody Sensabaugh and – Artie Burns that they would be better off just playing Burns the whole time, right? And there's and the upside. It, it, Burns still has a, a big upside. Sensibaz is only I, getting worse. Um, if I'm yeah, he, he, it's he's remarkable. more of a journeyman. Remarkable, he's lasted as long as he has. Yeah, Steelers are. I think this is his seventh season. Uh, Steelers are his fourth team. He's been with Tennessee, the Giants, the Rams, and now the Steelers. He got to the Steelers last year, and he's you know he's. A, NFL backup cornerback. That's he's not right. a guy off the street. He's he started I think thirty three games in his career, but he is not uh, a number one pick with the physical skill set and the upside of Artie Burns. I, I get that they needed to get Artie's attention somehow, but at some point you got to commit and you know sink or swim. I mean, I was really hoping Tom Bradley would be able to do something with Artie and and really get him on the same page with the defense. I wonder if there's not just some growing pains with Keith Butler continually having to sort of mold this defensive scheme based on personnel every week. So, I don't know, do responsibilities change to the extent where it might be confusing for a guy who was just getting his feet one way and all of a sudden, oh, but now we don't have any linebackers. Nah, so, I don't think that's it when you just can't run with a guy down the sideline and you can't But find there's the blown ball. assignments, Mike. I mean, I would say to him, my my singular advice as a as a coach to him would be keep it underneath. Don't bite yeah. on any double moves and give up the touchdown. They have You been give harp- up 30 yards, yeah. fine. Keep it underneath. They're harping on that constantly and uh, it's contain. Guys contain. are getting behind them and uh, you hear Tomlin talk about real estate and grass and down the field. And to me it's just him being greedy. Like he's trying to make the big play, the pick six or yeah. the interception. Well, Shazier did that all the time. I mean, a lot of people overcommit and try in the you know quest to make a huge play, but overly Set, aggressive. Setsbot just seems particularly prone to getting burned on that double move. Yeah, it's not a good situation. The defense is uh, teetering, and uh, hopefully the offense can outscore the other team until the defense can yeah. uh, settle down, or at least uh, I'll say this: they gave up 411 passing yards in Tampa, but they made a lot of splash plays that made up for it. Uh, three sacks, three interceptions. A forced fumble, which was forced by Artie Burns early in the game. Uh, a couple of passes defensed in the, in the red zone, in the end zone, that, that prevented touchdowns and made the Buccaneers settle for field goals. They, if they can at least you know punch back periodically, they can impact games. They're not going to dominate them. Certainly, they're going to give up points and yards right mm-hmm. now. They just are. Uh, 
but they got to be able to to find a way to counter that and uh, you know erase some of the bad by a a big play that that flips it. It's the best they can hope for right now. Yeah, it's not ideal, but uh, it is what it is, as they like to say. Same thing for the penalties that uh, wide receiver Darius Hayward Bay incurred on that punt in the fourth quarter. He got an illegal shift, and then uh, he got a 15 yard on Sportsmanlike. Darius Hayward Bay talked about that yesterday. He do a flag twice on me. You didn't like the first one, I'm guessing. I didn't agree with the first one. Uh, if he wanted to throw the second one, that's on him. I guess it's a, it's a learning point for the 53-man roster. You know, we can't put uh, I can't put my teammates in that situation, our team in that situation. Yeah, the, the latter part of that I get when he said I can't put our team in that situation. The part about if he wants to throw the second flag, that's on him. I don't know about that. No, that's actually on you. I think that's on you, Darius Hayward Bay, and that's the kind of stuff they absolutely have to eliminate. Uh, Ravens are coming to town. Steelers host the Ravens on Sunday. A storied rivalry, great tradition and all that. And uh, The mere thought of the Baltimore Ravens got Marcus Gilbert thinking about Christmas in 2016 and what Antonio Brown did for the Steelers and to the Ravens. Got to ante up. The, you know, plays like that can change the game, and it can change the whole season. So who's going to make that play this Sunday? Is that Does somebody have that season-changing play in them? Maybe it's Artie Burns. Maybe it is Artie Burns. I wouldn't bet on that necessarily, but uh, got to ante up. I like that uh, from Gilbert. He has the worst name for his position since is wasn't there a kicker that had the last name or currently has the last name the pit kicker blew it oh he's not the current guy anymore okay he, <laughs> but a cornerback with the name burns a kicker with the last name burnt blew it you know <laughs> that's like, like you're drafted cor- in the first round this is cleveland browns joe State. pick six <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you really want him? I don't know. Bill Kemper, what do you think of that pick? Um, (laughs) More talk around the league about this roughing the passer nonsense. Uh, This from uh, NFL.com. In Oakland, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr said that he wished Miami's William Hayes would have just gone ahead and landed on him instead of trying not to land on him. Hayes ended up suffering a torn ACL. What I don't understand about this is why the NFL – can't quickly meet and say, uh, okay, we wanted you to call this more to the letter of the law and the way that it is written, but you, we want you now to use the eye test. We're going to back off our previous claim. We need you to be able to determine what is a football play and what goes beyond the, the bounds of, of an actual you know, good tackle with your football knowledge because you're a referee who spent your whole life watching football. Yeah, we heard that from Gene Steratore this week on our show, Zebra Talk on Tuesdays with uh, Gene Steratore. And Sean Payton of the Saints, who was on the competition committee, kind of said the same thing yesterday in a little different uh, verbiage. Uh, according to Payton, he said, quote, I think the point of emphasis in the offseason was very simple, and that was avoiding the player intentionally placing all the weight on the quarterback. Intentionally. In other words, you're trying to injure him. That's a penalty. Peyton goes on to say, uh, so have we seen some that have been flagged that should not have been? Absolutely. So I think the correction's coming. It seems to be a groundswell. 34 roughing the passer penalties in the first three weeks. Seems to be a groundswell of opinion that this is not 
the way players initially fans, they are overcorrecting. Coaches, nobody likes it. Make a change. A lot of times, I think there's some whining in these situations. Guys just don't want to adjust and right. whatnot. But I don't know how the the Clay Matthews thing. I don't know how you come at a guy straight ahead, hit him, and try to knock him down and not land on him. I just don't know how you do that. Maybe just don't bear hug him while you go to well, the just ground. Like body check him and hope he falls. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. You got to like real fast. You got to swan dive on him. Arms out to the side. <laughs> Clay Matthews gets a sack and a 7.3 from the Russian judge. Uh, Morgan Burnett, Dave DeCastro, and Marcus Gilbert, all full participants in practice. That's so good. That good is, news. That is good news. All right, on the way for you a little bit later on this morning. Missy Matthews talking Steelers. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN. That'll be at 845. PFT Carmanner from Barstool Sports will join us at 915, and we'll uh, get to the bottom of what's going on with Herp, Herp Gazi. Which uh, is where actor Michael Rappaport is suing Barstool Sports for saying he has herpes. Yeah, you can't say that about somebody if they don't have herpes. Right. We'll we'll find out. What does PFT commenter think about that? And other items. Plus, we're doing a behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. today. He calls in at 945 in anticipation of tonight's Stage AE show. You talked about finding his set list. Oh, my God. Backstage at Stage AE, and it is... Just reading it made me laugh. <laughs> we, I can't say any of the song titles on the radio. No, no. He's Did you like, save it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have it. He's like an obscene Bob Dylan. 945. <laughs> Wheeler Walker Jr. will be joining us. Your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. Bella Luna in Murraysville. 250 Bud Light, 20-ounce drafts during all Steeler games. Bella Luna in Murraysville is your Bud Light Game Day Bar. It is the DVE Morning Show. Randy Bauman along with Val Porter, Bill Crawford. Friday night, Ramble at the Rex once again. Starts at 8 o'clock. This is where we bring a whole bunch of musicians together. Uh, from Pittsburgh. There's going to be about 25 to 30, I think, by the end of the night that are going to be performing on That's stage. It? Yeah, maybe a little bit more than that because, well, the Weird Paul band <laughs> is opening up. And, um, you know, if you've never seen Weird Paul, again, this is, as I've said earlier, it's like going to Kennywood, Randy Land, riding an incline, watching Rick Seaback documentaries, seeing the Weird Paul band. You know, there's oh, yeah. two, it's a time machine. There are two different documentaries on uh, Weird Paul. The lead singer of the band, Spoon, Brett I can't remember his last name. Is it Eklund? I don't know. He's a big Weird Paul fan because he saw the documentary when he was a kid. Weird Paul documented his entire childhood on in journals and on video. A lot of DVE stuff in there. He has DVE playlists that he wrote down every year he did it's the incredible. Memorial Day 500 countdown, and he still has the actual documentation from that. And of course, I mean, he's got a lot of great songs like... Uh, Piece of meat in the tang. It's a piece of meat in the tang. There's a piece of meat in the tang. There's a piece of meat in the tang. There's a piece of meat in the tang. And I don't give a damn. <laughs> so the weird part. song. Oh, dude. Piece- I like how literal his songs are. Well, I think there was a piece of meat in this tang one. <laughs> And That's, he said, you know what? I'm going to write a song about this. Well, look, the great uh, artists are inspired by, by stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's they write about what Art happens in their life. life. That's right. 
So uh, Weird Paul <laughs> Band is going to be opening opening up at 8 o'clock. And macaroni. John Balin from Gene the Werewolf uh, jumped on uh, board. He's going to join us now. Uh, Clinton Clay from the Common Heart, Mike Minda from the Common Heart, what Zubin I want Max from you guys to do, Andre Costello, Chet Vincent, Molly Alphabet. I want you guys all to cover a Weird Paul song. Well, that wouldn't be a bad oh, idea. That would be a great ramble. <laughs> I would... want to see Andre Costello sing Pot of Macaroni. Oh yeah, that would that would <laughs> that'd be pretty good actually. Might have to look into to, to doing that. Pot of Macaroni. Pot of Macaroni is really his masterpiece, I think. Uh, I don't know. This piece of meat in the tang is. Is that growing on you now? Yeah, that's a, I love it. Piece of meat in the tang. <laughs> that could be a euphemism. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might that's have been a metaphor, but that actually happened once. That might have been what he was going for. I mean, who's to say? But uh, Weird Paul will be opening up. Jim Donovan's going to be playing drums all night. And um, I, I just hope he plays Pot of Macaroni. I, that is. is a guitar player which not a lot of people do so that's friday night at the rex theater and it's gonna be a great time duct tape it to a broom or something yeah it's not a an actual guitar he he made a guitar (laughs) by taping it to a broom by taping a keyboard to a broom so uh that's gonna be friday night and there's an aretha franklin uh, tribute section in the set it'll be a lot of fun hopefully you guys can make it there uh, a little bit later on this morning we're going to talk with jeremy fowler from espn.com pft commenter from barstool sports wheeler walker jr we'll go behind the music with wheeler walker jr at 9:45. he's playing at stage ae tonight tickets still available at ticketmaster for that boy did things escalate in a hurry yesterday after mark madden left our show he did the show yesterday and he talked about james harrison and his thoughts on james harrison's uh, uh suggestion mm-hmm. to levy on bell to Come here, sign, and then fake an injury and collect a paycheck. Now, a lot of people pointed out the hypocrisy of a guy who was being praised when he was a Steeler for uh, saying, like, you know, kids shouldn't get participation trophies and stuff like that, and then turning around and uh, being the guy who slept in meetings and collected a paycheck still, and then suggesting that they should just, you know, Le'Veon should basically lie about an injury to get paid. So then Madden took his beef to Twitter. Oh, boy. And he and Harrison went back and forth. Now, all the tweets have since been deleted on Harrison's end, and he blocked Mark Madden. But at one point, I know Harrison threatened him on social media. And I don't know exactly what the words are. He, well, he said, say it to my face. Mark Madden said, you're a disloyal. A no, it went beyond that. Did it? Yeah. He said, you're a disloyal, or at least I've been made to believe it did. Okay. You're a disloyal, narcissistic, bullying scumbag and have been your whole life. Go jump in bed with Belichick, clown. That's what Harrison, or that's what Madden said to Harrison. Harrison said, say it to my face after that. And my God, Madden went right back at him. Madden is, he is, he doesn't care if he dies. I'm convinced Apparently not. I was immediately like, oh man, I said some really harsh things about Harrison on the air yesterday. <laughs> yeah, you I, like apologized immediately on air. Oh, I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> I, no, I mean, Same I, break. if I'm going to get murdered, I don't want to be because of that. Like, I want to. You don't mind being murdered. No, I want to not. No, valiantly, sure. Defending some, you know, whatever. You know. I don't want my comments on the show, any of them, to point to be like, oh, that was the reason he got murdered. So then Harrison blocks Madden and erased his tweets. 
We got to call Madden and just find out what it that, was. Just after that that exchange, there did was there a lot more. See, I thought he like only five said say it to my face. Madden claimed he threatened him. Well, the, he took that as a threat. I thought that's not a threat. I don't think it's a threat either. Because you could say it to his face, and he'd be like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm impressed." You know, you don't really know how that's going to. I know. I just wanted to see how you would say it. Yeah. Like you look different. Saying I really it. admire you, but we're now getting to the point where people are threatening each other on social media with greater greater day. frequency. But like players, former players, this just idea that you can accomplish anything on Twitter, aside from like throwing your argument out there and it sticks wherever it sticks, and it's not going to change a lot of people's minds. We already know that. No, I always get upset when I see comedians tweeting something and then getting fired over it. It's like, do you know how easy it is to not get fired for tweeting something? just shut up. Don't tweet it. You can say almost anything you want to say. I've been at stand-up shows where people have said things. I'm like, oh, my God. Horrific. But it's just in that audience. Yeah. It's not in print that can be yeah. passed around outside of the context you meant it in. And but now it's not just in that audience because people right. tape everything. So then it has the chance to go worldwide. She is right. Because the second it comes, like... It's viral. It, but it, how it gets many taken out of those happen? rooms. Not a lot since they made a big deal about like, it. Like, I remember the last one, maybe Tosh said yeah. something at the Laugh Factory or something. Something made a rape homo- joke. Okay, that's what it was. I thought it was homophobic. It was a but homophobic yeah. rape joke. Yeah. But double whammy. No, it's so weird. You make a great point. You can say something in the context of being in a comedy club and it won't have any sort of ramification that will bring your career to a standstill. But if oh, it Michael is Michael Richards that typed well, again, it was taped. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I saw Jim Jeffries say the darkest joke that I've ever heard anywhere. And he has a show. He yeah. has a show on Comedy Central. I've never heard... The, the entire audience at the Pittsburgh Improv stood up and collectively said, No! 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 Yeah. And he actually kind of laughed and, like, totally changed his tone from that point. But Well, do comics ever do that to see how far they can go? Yeah. That's kind of Even what if it's like, most of us do. I'm not sure this is going to go well, over. Yeah, but you, you have to be there. able to cross the line so you know where it is. And then you retreat and you're like, okay, well, I'm just saying things. Yeah. I'm saying things. Well, James Harrison. I'm not doing things. James Harrison is uh, a little different than a comedian. He seems to be saying things in an effort to throw his hat. <laughs> I don't imagine he has much of a sense of humor. Oh my Dude, God. everybody would laugh no matter what he said. If James <laughs> yeah. Harrison got on stage and started doing stand up. I just flew in from Seattle. <laughs> that was, <laughs> boy, my Oh, my style. God. Standing ovation. Yeah, everyone just laughs. <laughs> Either that or he comes out on stage and everybody just runs for their life. He's a terrifying looking guy. But he's trying to get attention, I think, to so he can further his media career. And if he's hanging around with Skip Bayless and those clowns, I don't know that he's going to have a whole lot of important things to say. No, like relevant, Ryan insightful Clark is a guy who's insightful. Like I think yeah. he's really good. I, I I agree with you. I, and he does, I, he's not always on the Steelers bandwagon, but I, I think dude, he wasn't good. on the Steelers bandwagon when he played here. He went and hung out in the Ravens locker room after they beat us. <laughs> I know. Oh, that drove me crazy. But uh, anyways, we're uh, we're praying for Mark Madden. 
See, I thought when he got this new kitten, he would calm down, calm down a little bit. Music's uh, well, no, that's music. Sues the savage beast, <laughs> right? The wow. savage beast sues another savage beast. Do kittens soothe the savage beast? I don't think kittens do, but that just shows you the dichotomy that is Mark Madden. But when he went at Harrison yesterday, I was watching that and I'm like, oh my god, what are you doing? This is going to end badly. But he went at it very similarly with Lamar Woodley and did, Emmanuel Sanders. That's true. Did uh, did Madden ask him to come on his show? <laughs> I think Madden offered to be like, you know, he gave me, you know, he, when he gives the address to people, it's the <laughs> funniest thing in the world to me. That's my favorite. The people in the building here do not like Hate it. Hate that. Do not like it. But when he's fighting with somebody and, and they say something stupid and he just starts giving the address. I get off of work at 6 p.m. <laughs> Meet me in the lobby. I'll drop you. It's so funny. <laughs> so, uh, like, uh, thoughts and prayers to Mark Madden, and hopefully he didn't wake up with a uh, horse's head in his <laughs> bed this morning. Um, Val's got. It, wouldn't it be a kitten head? I know. That's why I didn't even want to make that joke. Um, too, too well, graphic. that's why I'm. That's here. why Bill's here to push the boundaries, Val. I've been you fired. I've just been notified. <laughs> I've been fired. I'll see you guys later. Don't tweet it. You'll be fine. What do you have coming up there, Val? Ace Fraley could be your best man in your wedding. Now I just have to get married. We'll talk about it coming up. Steelers, Ravens, Sunday night football in the Berg. It's on week four, and we start our broadcasting here in your radio home of the Steelers, DBE, at 4 p.m. Tim Benz, Rob King, and Dale Lawley start things off, and then they hand it off to Mike Pursuta, Jerry Dulac, and Bob Labriola on the pregames. The network gets cranked up, and then they lateral it. Or pass four, whatever. Then something. The triumvirate of Steeler Broadcasting takes over. Bill Hillgrove, Touch Elkin, and Craig Wolfley. Four o'clock, we get started. An 8.20 kickoff Sunday night, only on your radio home of the Steelers, 102.5 DVE. So what is the topic of today's quarrel? Uh, Vaccine, pro or anti? Take it away. Here they are. It's uh, Alex DePila and uh, John Dick Winters. Thank you very much. With Uh, Gentleman's Quarrel. Now, one complaint against vaccines is that they contain mercury. However, I would contend that mercury is shiny and fun. (laughs) (laughs) And what makes sushi taste so good? (laughs) John. I think we're vaccinating the wrong things. Like, (laughs) diseases, that's boring. If we could vaccinate, like, behaviors, I think that'd be like, if we could have a vaccine for people who put too many selfies on Instagram, or <laughs> if we could vaccinate like, people who wear sandals and socks, or, or guys who call you brother after meeting you immediately, like, oh, hi, I'm John. Hey, brother. Slow down. <laughs> like, we could vaccinate that. Randy Bellman and the DVE. John Dick Winters and Alex DeFuele earlier with their <laughs> segment called Gentleman's Quarrel. Here on the DV Morning Very Show. Very gentlemanly. Val's got news for you now. What's going on, Valerie? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It's brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Center 11. It's 52 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by CBS Television. I'm Val Porter. Denzel Washington was in town yesterday, and he brought some Sorry. some big money from some of his big friends. He was in town for a ceremony to begin the restoration of the August Wilson home. He brought $5 million donated by Oprah, Tyler Perry, Shonda Rhimes, Spike Lee, Samuel L. Jackson, and Antoine Fuqua, who is a Pittsburgher. Uh, Wilson's home at 1727 Bedford Avenue is being refurbished. I saw uh, a production of uh, one of his plays there, the Seven Guitars, mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, staged at his house in the backyard. That's oh, really yeah. cool. 
I want to go see something there. It was the neatest thing. And then it rained. Like, during the play, the Buckos hit a home run, and so fireworks started going off. And then... Did they react to it? No, that's the it. they kept plowing right through it. And then um, it started to rain. And you're just sitting outside in the backyard mm-hmm. in the hill, and and everyone had to kind of like run for cover because it was like a hard rain. And mm-hmm. they're like, "We'll be back at like as soon as it's done raining." And then we went back and like wiped off our chairs and sat back down, and they finished it. Cool. It was really cool. They go in and out of the house, and you know, it's the actual setting that he wrote that about. Yeah. It was very neat. For the past 20 years, Steve Bellissimo has been visiting the same Chick Fil A restaurant near Tampa, Florida, every week. Well, Mr. Steve, as the employees call him, recently turned 100. And to celebrate and show their appreciation, the restaurant employees threw a big surprise party for Mr. Steve and gave him the gift of free food for life. He's Uh, 100. Or the the next three times he comes in. Yeah. That just reminds me of the joke my dad told this guy one time and he was selling him a piece of carpet. And this guy was like ancient. He was so old, and he's there with his like wife, and the guy's like, "Does this come with a warranty?" And my dad goes, "For you, lifetime." And <laughs> I started laughing so hard. Like that is very cruel. Also, like yeah, no, that that for you. Don't worry about it, pal. At a hundred years old, <laughs> it was so rude to say that to his face. Uh, Mr. Steve is still going strong, making everyone's day a little brighter when he walks in with his son, who helps him get around. Uh, His son is 75. Yeah, he's got to be. Mr. Steve is going to take advantage of the free food offer. He says he's now going to come in every day. We created a monster, guys. Again, (laughs) he's 100. He's going to be embalmed with Polynesian sauce. I still have not gone to a Chick-fil-A. And it's well, not on any spite or anything. I just haven't haven't got around to it. I've, I've very eaten. Popular. Somebody's brought like stuff in, and I've had it, and it's awesome. You're missing out on some quality chicken. Uh, no, my brother bought me a sandwich uh, one time when I was back home, and uh, he's like, I, "I bought some Chick Fil A for you out there, dude. You got to crush it." And it was really good, and it was cold even, and it was still really good. Oh yeah, with the pickle. Yeah, the, it's the pickle. But the, I feel like the tiny pickle does a lot for sandwiches. Not it a does. Big, not a big pickle, like a tiny one that you search for. Almost like it's in a Where box of Cracker Jacks. Yeah. Where, where's the is tiny pickle? Is this Double Dare? Am right. I looking for a flag up a the, giant nose? There it is. There's the pickle. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Oh, my God. <laughs> Taken out of context. No, yeah. It sounds like... Uh, <laughs> where's the pickle? Let's play a little game. I like to call Where's the Pickle. <laughs> there well, it is. Look, I went to Catholic school. That one... <laughs> We knew what that game was. A new study has revealed that one in three Americans is considering getting a cosmetic treatment like Botox, cosmetic dentistry, or a tummy tuck done in the next year. 26% of those surveyed said it because they want to appear youthful at work. Did uh, it, is, a, is bonding cosmetic dental work? Because I've had that done. Probably. It's not Oh, no, necessary. I had bondage. Sorry, different thing altogether. <laughs> they tied me up, had That's, weird sex, and uh What is, what is uh, bonding? Just like you spending quality time with your teeth? No, like there was a... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like you put like... Uh, there's like space between two of the teeth, and then you kind of like fix the side of the teeth to like even it out so it looks like less egregious, so there's not yeah. like a cavern between two teeth that are just separated because of whatever. Like, I'm not going to get braces 
to fix that one little spot. Right. Because I have one over here. Did you have braces? I did when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. My dad traded out carpet to some <laughs> like total crooked orthodontist who screwed up my teeth. And I told my dad that. And I didn't know that was the arrangement. I'm like, I, you know, I went to this dentist in Pittsburgh who's like really good. And he said my teeth are all screwed up because of that orthodontist. He like had the braces on too tight. And my dad's like, I gave that guy a house full of carpet for that. And I'm like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Uh, other people say they're looking for or starting a new job. So they want a little tuck. Uh, 43% said their reasons for getting work done were uh, to improve their self-esteem or confidence. Would you ever, you don't need any plastic surgery on, on like, <sighs> I'm afraid pl- you look like you're 25. No, I would, if I would have anything done, does Botox get rid of already wrinkles? Yeah. Yeah. I would totally, because I have this wrinkle between my eyebrows that looks like I'm pissed off all the time. You have resting vowel face? Yeah. So <laughs> I would- But vowel, are you pissed off all the time? No, yeah. I'm not. You know how you get that? It's just- <laughs> <laughs> By being pissed off or, all the time. I'm very concerned. Yes. Oh, right. I have the same thing, the furrowed brow. Yeah, right between my eyebrows. I would get that removed, whatever they do, puffed up. I don't know. I have I'd get, la- a, I'd get a jaw implant. A Why? jaw implant? I don't have a strong enough jaw. Yeah, you do. You want to have a lantern jaw? <laughs> yeah. You want to look I like the dad on American Dad? Head, right. <laughs> <laughs> what would know. you have done? Oh, so much. I mean, where, where do you start? <laughs> I'd probably get breast implants. <laughs> Just for... <laughs> sure. <laughs> but, like, not where the breasts go. <laughs> oh, I said this before. If they did feet... feet plastic surgery i would totally have that done what's wrong with your feet because they're too skinny i can't buy shoes yeah she's got a pair of uh skis skis <laughs> they're like this wide she's got cross-country skis you do the warren miller film on you walking around a mall <laughs> it sucks i can't ever find shoes yeah. that fit really no zappos no they don't no. carry skinny shoes i don't know why people think that only people with skinny well, feet are old insert? ladies what about an insert foul then it's just uncomfortable. You could be Jellin, <laughs> like Magellan. And uh, there's not—that's one of my pet peeves to see women with shoes that don't fit. Like, oh, yeah. like if they're wearing sandals and their toes are dragging oh, yeah. on the ground in front of the shoe. <laughs> right, they got like, that. It's your shoe doesn't fit. You get that one gorilla knuckle <laughs> hanging out the edge. The second toe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you're gonna stub that thing. Gorilla knuckle. Or they're walking out of their shoes because they don't fit right. Yeah, that drives me nuts. Uh, rain tonight, temperatures in the low 60s. It's 52 at DVE. Missy Matthews uh, from Steelers.com joining us right now. Hi, Missy. How are you? Hi, guys. Nice segue from Botox to me. I appreciate that. <laughs> well, because you're somebody who doesn't need it, uh, you know. This- well, I'm with Val. I'm, I'm a, I would be all about it. Yeah, I think really? the Steelers need a little Botox at one of the corners. <laughs> That, that would be probably accurate. I don't know if we're going to be able to work out all the wrinkles in the defense for Sunday night. That, <laughs> nice. Uh, How you did that. Yeah, yeah I'm a pro. Uh, so, <laughs> Missy, first of all, did you follow any of the James Harrison stuff from yesterday and his comments about Le'Veon Bell and how he should report to the Steelers and then fake an injury? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely saw that. I think that was that on Undisputed or whatever that show yes, is. Yes, the Skip um, Bayless <laughs> sideshow. Shannon right. Sharp, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I get James Harrison wants to make a name for himself in the media, and this is his way of doing it. But I just imagine, here's where I was starting to think this is going to be horrible. Bad advice, first of all. But then what if Le'Veon Bell does come week 
10 and then something happens and there is an injury or he says there's an injury, everyone's going to go back and say, well, he's faking it. That's what James Harrison told him yeah. to do. It, it's just like a, a lose-lose situation for everybody, I uh, like. I totally agree with you. You know, the weird thing about James Harrison is every single person that has dealt with him at the Steelers, uh, all the uh, PR people, all of his teammates – Everybody loves him and speaks about him in the highest. I mean, Brett Kiesel, I consider to be one of the best guys I know, thinks James Harrison is the greatest. And a lot of people have that opinion of him. And he does things that constantly belie that assessment, Is in, in my estimation. I mean, I've worked with him at 30 different charity events through the years, if not more. And... I've handed a microphone to him on stage a bunch of times, and all he's ever done is glared and tried to. Th- <laughs> he he stole my phone one time, like and pretended <laughs> he was going to smash it. And that's about the the extent of my going back and forth with with James Harrison. Who, which is the real James Harrison? Because Mark Madden thinks he's the worst person in the world, and there are a lot of people who will agree. But what are your experiences with him? I mean, I personally have never had a bad experience with him. He's always been um, very nice to me. And there's not, never been any, you know, bad situations like a Mark Madden situation or whatnot. Um, but then, you know, you then you see him go out and say those things that what he was his advice to Le'Veon Bell, and it, it, that would be something that would hurt the Steelers. And you just think, okay, this is the team that. Yes, they cut you a, a number of times when you were on the practice squad, but then they stuck with you and they saw something in you, and that was the reason why you had a career in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very torn. I, I don't know which the real one is. I mean, maybe there's two. Right, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I personally can't speak to anything negative that he's ever done to me. Artie Burns, Cody Sansabaugh rotation uh, situation does not seem to be tenable. Why no. not stick with Artie Burns? Okay, here's my theory, and I'm going to give you a parent analogy for this one. So sometimes my son doesn't like to eat his dinner, so I use reverse psychology, and I tell him, there's, oh, you can't eat all of that. There, yeah, there's no way. If you want to give it to me, I'll eat that. And then he eats it. <laughs> so maybe Coach Tomlin knows that he has to, like, dangle this carrot in front of Artie, and maybe that's going to be – maybe he's hoping that that's the parent trick, and that's what's going to get him to maybe, you know – do something extra that's going to make him earn that job. And unfortunately, I think the rotation is is just part of the – maybe it's going to get worse before it gets better. But I think if he – if Artie was in there and he played the hot hand and he was playing lights out, they're going to stick with him. I think it's just they have to do something to maybe motivate him or to get him going to reclaim that job opposite of Joe Hayden. But what if Artie's not as gullible as your kid? <laughs> that's true. But I mean, hey, I mean, what are the chances of that, though, Mike? <laughs> then another kid is going to drink his milkshake. Yeah. That's bottom line. But, I mean, I, Pursuit, you were there in the locker room yesterday when Artie was speaking after practice. He said flat out, he's he's not stupid. He knows what it is. It's make or break time for his career and for his the starting job. And you're a first round draft pick. You're always going to have that pressure. But this was your job, and you've given coach a reason to say, okay, you know what? Maybe maybe you're not the guy, and that's why they're doing this. This rotation, which can't be easy, playing two series here, then you're off, then someone else goes in. I mean, that, that's not good for anybody, but obviously something's not working where they're not just sticking with him right now. Yeah, I, I got an impression that, that he was well aware of the situation, but there is some frustration there. Maybe that'll, maybe he can maybe use that help. to his that's advantage. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this is motivation. One thing I've learned from being around the team for, what, seven seasons now, is that Coach Tomlin always knows how to motivate guys different ways. You're not going to motivate Artie the same way you'd motivate Joe Hayden, that type of thing. Um, So maybe and hopefully for everyone's sake, this is 
what Artie needs, this little, like, kick in the butt, uh, take your job away, make you work for it. Maybe this is what he needs. I was curious to, to get your take on the, the kind of vibe in the room. Uh, I talked to a bunch of guys yesterday, a couple mentions of the Ravens here and there, but it almost seemed sort of matter-of-fact. Oh, yeah, it's a big rivalry. I'm sensing the Steelers are still pretty focused in on their issues, and they're not too concerned about rivalries right now as much as they are getting things straightened out. What was your interpretation? Completely agree. It doesn't feel like a normal Ravens week where it's the first thing everybody's talking about. I I think part of it is because it's a short week. You're coming off a Monday night game. The plane landed, what, at 3 a.m., and then the players had the day off on Tuesday, so they really didn't get back in the building um, until yesterday on Wednesday. So I think that's part of it, but I do think there's enough problems in-house that you're not focusing so much on the Ravens, but it is weird because, you know, it's usually the, the stereotypical, hey, ask the, the rookies and the young guys who've never been here, what, what are guys telling you about the Ravens and just how physical this game can be, and we really haven't seen a lot of that this week. Missy Matthews from Steelers.com. You can dial up the game this Sunday, the A20 kickoff. We start the pregame 4 o'clock, and uh, the radio home of the Steelers, DVE, brings it to you all day there on Sunday. Missy on Steelers.com with coverage all week long, and, uh, you know, she has to put up with Pursuit and Labriola and the rest of these friends. <laughs> she almost did yesterday. I, I actually was contemplating faking an injury and not doing Steelers Live yesterday, but I decided to cut it out. <laughs> you knew better, Pursuit. You knew better. <laughs> Missy, thank you. <laughs> Bye, guys. I'll see you. Missy Matthews from Steelers.com. Jeremy Fowler from ESPN at 845. PFT commenter, 915 from Pardon My Take, the, uh, the biggest sports podcast in the country. And then behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. He's in town at Stage AE tonight. That'll be at 9:45. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuit has got your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Getting set for Steelers Ravens Sunday night. Sports is now brought to you by BobbyRayHall.com. The Steelers are hosting the Ravens Sunday night, so we know this much: nobody has to worry about taking a drug test when the plane lands. Steelers were not as fortunate. When they were coming back from Tampa, when the plane landed, Joe Hayden was one of the lucky few who got to meet the NFL drug tester at the airport. Here's uh, Hayden talking about that. They tell us right before we leave, um, right before we left Tampa, they was letting us know when we land in Pittsburgh, you got a drug test. It was just the fact that uh, at 3 a.m. we have an 8.30 game. Um, just give us, like, the last thing where anybody was thinking about was taking a test, so I'm trying to get to the house. But it is what it is. And, and what it is, it's it's the way it's done. Uh, they land at the uh, charter portion of the airport, and then you get off the plane and uh, walk across the runway, and when you get to the little building, there's a guy waiting for you with a suitcase, and they say, go in the men's room and uh, do your stuff. And uh, that caught uh, Joe Hayden a little off guard, particularly given uh, that it was in the wee small hours of the morning. In the airport bathroom, yeah, and uh, it's we had we had one drug tester, and um, I was hopefully I was luckily luckily second. So Boswell went. Those tests take about you know seven to ten minutes a person. So about seven of us there. I was second. So after Boswell, I mean I don't know how long X and those other dudes were there, but it's a game at eight thirty. Um, we're done. We landed back in Pittsburgh at three, and nobody was trying to take that drug test at all. But I mean it is what it is. I'm just trying to figure out if we could get a couple more hours or come back in the morning. You know around ten. 11 something but i was just tweeting to china hopefully find out an angle somebody will let me know this is why we're doing this but i don't know yet we see the guys there every road trip right it's always somebody yeah yeah no for sure i mean this was i mean when i was in cleveland we never uh i didn't we never got tested when we got back from away games that's something i was new since i've been here we got i got it last year and then i got it um this season
Do you want to take this or you want me to take that? You take it. I mean, the worst thing about peeing after Boswell is that he all <laughs> I was, was going to say the drug got it tester. All over his we got it all yeah. over the floor, and it's the drug tester clearly didn't watch the game. Right? He's like, now you're good. You don't have to take a test. We know you're not on the juice, <laughs> guys. Yeah, this is you're missing of- the cup, Mister Boswell. <laughs> Just a little left. Is somebody not holding that properly for you? Or- <laughs> Yeah, he made Jordan Barry hold the cup for him. <laughs> We're actually here to give you PEDs. <laughs> I was good. Right, well, we both had two different angles. On that. right. That's just a little uh, glimpse behind the curtain into uh, what it's like to get back from a road trip after a Monday night game. I like how they're like, in Cleveland, we never drug testers. Like, yeah. yeah, we know. I don't even think they bothered. Yeah, yeah we know. Just, they, what, they're 0-12? Yeah. I'll leave them alone. Exactly. They need all the drugs they right. can get. Take whatever you can. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Hayden also talked about what's going on at uh, the cornerback position on the other side of the field. Uh, specifically, he talked about Artie Burns. I think Artie's going to respond like a like a like a true champ. You know, he's he's a, he's a competitor. He loves the, he loves ball. He loves the game. He's a special corner. He has all the ability in the world. So you know, this is just the time where he can hone in and. Um, just, just lock, lock, lock in, and uh, do the best that he can. You worry about a young guy like that, his confidence in a situation like this. Number one pick, he's been a starter. Seemingly, it's a step back for him. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's definitely not a good feeling, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, Artie's a, Artie's been, Artie's been through a lot. He's a dude that's very, very tough mentally. Um, so I think that uh, this is going to bring the best out of him. It's going to make him uh, just start playing, playing like, like he, uh, like he should play, and uh, to be able to be out there. Now, Artie Burns has not played well. Part of the problem is he's been playing against guys such as Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans. I was wondering if maybe the defense will look Who less are really good. slappy you know, once the opponents aren't the best offenses in the league. Well, but here's when the, is that here's the problem. Be? When's that game? Because you got Baltimore huh. coming in this week, and the Ravens aren't considered a high-octane team, but they got 97 points. And Flacco has always thrown a great deep ball. He appears to have better targets this year. Uh, the guys they went out and acquired than he had a year ago. Uh, you've got Atlanta and uh, Matty Ice coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Patriots are traditionally a pretty good offensive team. They haven't been that yet, but you, you imagine that's going to come yeah. around. Where, where's that week where you're playing somebody that doesn't throw it well? Great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Everybody's doing it, Randall. I am yeah. not like excited for this Baker Mayfield immersion. And that's another guy. What if they get good offensively? They lose the deep threat with without Gordon. But depends on their young guys. Callaway can yeah. maybe be that, but that is such a – that's the kid they got from Florida who was suspended all last year. Right. And that, that's such an X-factor wild card. That's of, the guy who had the, talent there. the DUI that didn't tell the coaches the next day. Oh, from Hard Is that Knox? him? I yeah. I think so, yeah. Tons of talent, but yeah, can he put it together on the field? So it's gonna it's gonna have to be better for Marty Burns than it's been. He's like, and that Roach was just it was in that car from a long time ago. They're like, you rented it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, days are long. We're in Cleveland, guys. It seems like an eternity. They didn't that, test him for PEDs because the organization had the PEDs locked up in a case. They're like, we're not letting you guys use steroids until you win one game. <laughs> then we will unlock this. Joe Flacco, uh, not the most mobile of guys, and maybe that's an answer as well. Uh, the Steelers do rush the passer well. <laughs> and uh, I, think, I think you saw that be a factor. Him, 
against Ryan Fitzpatrick when he wasn't completing enough passes to throw for 400 yards. He was getting hit and sacked, and the throws were being affected and intercepted. And you know, make those splash plays when you can, and uh, ease the pain that way. But uh, this doesn't feel like a, a traditional three to six. Yeah, thirteen nine Steelers Ravens game. Slobber knocking. It's going to be thrown all over the yard, and uh, yeah. you know, the Steelers are capable of doing that as well. And uh, Ben right. Roethlisberger coming off the game he had in Tampa. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see how how he plays at home because usually he's uh, pretty good at home. When we come back, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN is going to be joining us. Next hour, pretty busy. We got PFT commenter from Barstool Sports. Also, Wheeler Walker Jr. We'll go behind the music with Wheeler Walker Jr. Stage AE tonight. You can get tickets for that at Ticketmaster. The Pittsburgh Fantasy Football Challenge is back at DVE.com. The grand prize for week four is a $100 Steelers Pro Shop gift card. Head to DVE.com for rules and registration. You must submit a lineup by 1255 Sunday, September 30th. The Pittsburgh Fantasy Football Challenge. It's back at DVE.com. Is the DVE morning show. Uh, you'll uh, have a chance at winning a thousand bucks coming up at the top of the hour. Listen for your cue to text at the top of each hour. You could win a thousand dollars in workforce cash here on DVE. I mean, that's always a pretty good deal. Heck yeah. And somebody always wins. <laughs> that's how it works. Somebody has to win. Somebody always. Why not it be you? Um, we're going to have a uh, uh, PFT commenter. At 9.15 from Barstool Sports, we're going to ask him, of course, about the lawsuit between Michael Rappaport and Barstool. Very controversial. Herpygate. Herpigazi. Did they say it? Uh, they claimed he, They claimed he had herpes. And uh, because there was a picture of him with a nasty cold sore on the internet. And uh, he is now fighting back with a lawsuit. But we'll also ask him about some football. It, Fitz Magic. They were big Fitz Magic fans. Yeah, they were. Over there. Did he officially I mean, lose his magic? Honestly, how think. could you not be? Well, I don't think. As PFT commenter pointed out on their podcast earlier this week, nothing more uh, like a magician than to disappear for a while and come back. <laughs> and that's he pulled the disappearing act, you know. Well, he got a lot of pressure and he got some balls tipped and his arm hit and bad things happened. But I think when he got in the groove in that second half, he saw what that offense is capable of. Mike Evans is... A tower. Very, very good. And um, the prototypical matchup nightmare because he is so big and so fast. And Ryan Fitzpatrick seems to have a good feel for when to use him just to move the chains and when to use him to change the scoreboard. Ben Roethlisberger won the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Hooray! For Boom. his the 16th time. 30 for 38, 353 yards and three touchdowns in Tampa. You know, I went back and looked a couple more times. I didn't watch the whole game because, you know, it's a short week. I don't know if you guys have heard that. Uh, that second down play where he was trapped and he escaped the pocket and rolled right and threw back across his body to Juju Smith-Schuster. To seal just, the game, really. Yeah, that's I mean, all the stuff that happened before that, and they still needed him to do that at that critical juncture. And, boy, every time we carp about him holding on the ball too long, it seems like he responds with something like that. And you think, yeah. You knew that play was Pretty huge. Pretty good play there. When you saw McCoy's reaction, like he was just like, Ben got us again! He did it! Did Jeremy Fowler blow us off? Is this the second time he's blown us off? Whoa. No? No. No. 
No. I feel like it is. Jeremy did not speak in class today. No, he has not spoken. Well, uh, we do uh, have plenty more for you. I'm excited about the Wheeler-Walker interview. <laughs> Hopefully he won't blow us off, too. Sunday night, Steelers-Ravens. The Get that button handy. 820 kickoff. We're going to need it, man. The one that dumps the broadcast. <laughs> Can you hit that now? <laughs> How far back does it go? Is it more than seven seconds? Four o'clock, we start our pregame on Sunday. <laughs> I'm not sure what the weather's supposed to be right now, but it seems like fall is officially here. Yep. And the high temperatures ain't so high anymore. But I bet Le'Veon Bell is. I bet he's really high. This is this is a Lev song, if there ever was one. DVE. It's the DVE Morning Show. Money talks, but Jeremy Fowler doesn't. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> over one. Uh, we got uh, PAFT commenter. He definitely talks. And, he, you know, he addressed he comments. out of character as Eric Sullenberger yesterday. Really? He addressed a lot of the stuff going on at Barstool in a thoughtful post, in a rare and uh, sort of uh, out of character, literally, Behind the commenter. blog posting, yeah, he he uh, he went behind the commenter and gave you his thoughts on things that are happening there because they're under a lot of fire there, you know. Not just a lawsuit about harpies; they're they're getting uh, teed up pretty good these days over at Barstool. We'll talk with him. We'll talk with Wheeler Walker Jr. Val has news when we return. Ace Fraley could be your best man. Did you know that Alice Cooper is our Halloween party this year? I did I feel know like we're that. not making a big enough deal about we this. We should be making a bigger deal of it. Our Halloween party, Friday night, October 26th, is Alice flipping Cooper. Big deal. Get your tickets at I mean, Ticketmaster. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> the way, yeah, the way you said it, really, big deal. <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't it's mean actually, that sarcastically. Yeah, it's a big deal. What's yeah. more Halloween-y than... Uh, uh, no, I don't. Yeah, that's a bad way to say it. <laughs> we're having a we're having a problem. Halloweenish using words. Yeah. Then Alice Cooper rocking What's it out. Halloweenish. Halloweener. That if you have something that's more Halloweeny, it's Halloweener. It's the Halloweeniest. It's the Halloweeniest Halloween with Alice Cooper live at Stage AE, the DVE Halloween party this year. Rock and roller. Hall, is he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? He should be. Yeah, I believe so. For yeah. sure. All right, Alice Cooper, October twenty sixth. Join us. Get your tickets now. Berg. Kevin Federline. Haven't heard anything about him for a while, but he's got good lawyers. He successfully negotiated for larger child support payments from Britney Spears. They still share custody of their two boys, but Britney now has to pay him more than a thousand dollars a day. <laughs> Those cartons in Newports are not cheap. Yeah, they're getting more expensive all the time. I mean, Kevin Federline, how long can you be a backup dancer? How He's long? retired. Impregnate and start playing Fortnite. <laughs> start eating flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah, that's right. Wiping them on your uh, <laughs> do rag. On your <laughs> do rag. How is that dude not from Carrick? I'll never know. <laughs> Nobody will. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Yep, PFT commenter on the way for you, 9.15, and Wheeler Walker Jr. at 9.45, an all-star hour here in the wow. 9 o'clock hour. And uh, our yeah, own, all the stars our come own, out. Our own Val Porter, one of those stars, now with your news on DVE. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. There's Center 11. It's 53 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Citizens Bank. Do you think you have a well-rounded life? No. No. 
No. A new survey asked people, what goes into having a good work-life balance? Here are the top 10 things people mentioned. Spending time with family, watching TV and movies. I don't know if this all has to happen for you to feel like you have a well-rounded life or just some of them. Uh, Getting enough sleep. Taking time for yourself every day. Listening to music or podcasts. Spending time with friends. Keeping your house clean and organized. Having sex. Hey. Spending spending time outdoors in nature and spending time with your pet. That's uh, what people said a well-rounded life means. I like like to... Have sex in the outdoors. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was going to combine a whole bunch of them. I mean, look, let's kill one. Let's sleep with one, one bird, two stones, whatever. Wait a second. Wait a minute. What? That's not the thing. Two birds. I don't know. I look. You know, people say, "Do what you love," and you never work a day in your life. You know, and you've seen that meme sort of going around where that is you know quickly disproven because it's like do what you love and you never work a day in your life you never stop if it's something you love it's it's your life it consumes you yeah and i mean that do what you hate so you have to work every hour of your life i mean i've done i've had a job i hated and it's it's a miserable existence and i feel bad for people who are trapped in that situation and i feel grateful all the time that i get to do something i love mm-hmm. i wish i didn't have to get up so early and that's it so I feel very blessed and very lucky. Or do you wish you could just go to bed at seven o'clock every night? No, I don't because I'm I'm the, I'm a night owl. I am um, not a morning person. I picked the wrong job <laughs> for that reason. But yeah, me too. I didn't think I'd keep doing it this long. Eighteen right. years. Well, here, you've, yeah, 19. you've been about yeah. to quit for eighteen years. No, I haven't been about to quit, but I mean, I just thought I would it, get fired, it, like <laughs> when I was twenty-six. You know, not I'd be doing this since I got out of college. Yeah. I have a friend who had a had a job that was um, creative, and he was really good at it. But the job just never stopped. He would be working over hours mm-hmm. on projects and things like that. And now he's doing something where he clocks in and he clocks out. He makes less money, but he's so much happier. He's like, dude, when I leave work, I'm done with work. Yeah, right. And I was like, what is that like? Mm-hmm. Walk me through that. Well, I know there are different. You know, we are insulated a little bit into like you know the media and broadcasting and stuff and there are places where i feel bad where it was sad to watch uh what was once a great workplace turn into a not great workplace and work environment and all of a sudden a realization like newspapers i mean imagine like working at post gazette or the trib where they just you just watched the The atrophy and yeah the whole everything just get whittled down to nothing and you're just kind of like one of the last survivors and it's just no morale and everybody's the writings on the wall yeah like like being a floor manager at a blockbuster yeah or when you take jobs because you have family responsibilities and you you know you take a job that has benefits and will help you pay the bills but you have no desire to do it right or you get burned like my dad (laughs) work someplace for 37 years so your kids have benefits and can go to that college for free and then they all go to a different college (laughs) i swear i cannot believe you guys did that (laughs) i am so sorry what is wrong with dad i apologize oh my god uh so we talked last hour about plastic surgery this might make you change your mind Mm -hmm. a guy from croatia who is addicted to plastic surgery traveled to you may have seen this guy online he's he looks freakish uh he traveled to iran he was having a botched nose job fixed. Okay. In Iran? Yes. I know. 
Hmm. Not, not a place you think people would go for nose jobs, but uh, he to had- rhinoplasty. I ran, <laughs> I ran honk, honk-tra. Uh, it didn't work. Yeah, I liked it. Hey, you know what? It's 9.15. You're doing okay. Uh, he had some weird reaction to the anesthesia, and it left him with a permanent boner. <laughs> that is net, not, net benefit, not, right? Not what I thought you were going to say. Doctors have diagnosed him with priapism. Uh, I guess this guy is some kind of celebrity for his plastic surgery, and they were doing a documentary, so they followed him, and they didn't. They didn't. <laughs> they didn't see that coming. No. Let's do a um, documentary and see so what they, pops up. They did do a follow-up surgery, and apparently, he is eventually going to recover. And not have a permanent boner. I'd like to invite you to my priapism. <laughs> it's not a. I can't make it. It's not like a bris. That's uh, that is an unusual side effect from anesthesia. You are yes. correct. I'd like to have some sort of Iran joke about that, but I ha- I have none. <laughs> I have none. Why? Tonight's I don't a... understand why he went there. Was he Iranian? No, he's, no, he's Croatian. Croatian. The good news is your nose looked great. Looks great. The bad news is nobody's looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pleats. The pleats. Uh, tonight's NFL game between the Vikings and the Rams will be history making, which I'm calling BS on this. It's going to be the first NFL game to feature two women as the primary broadcasters. Veteran journalists Hannah Storm and Andrea Kramer will cover the game for Amazon Prime. Oh. So who's going to see it? Well, it's not only on Amazon Prime, right? No, I believe it is. It's not on the NFL Network and Amazon Prime? This says it's the first of 11 games Storm and Kramer are calling for Amazon Prime this season. So if you're watching it through Amazon Prime, you'll see that. You'll see it. Otherwise, you'll see somebody else? I guess so. Yeah, they have the the men are doing the Fox broadcast. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say, it's on Fox. Yeah. Okay. Not NFL Network. Okay. Yeah, no, they're doing they're doing the Amazon Prime broadcast, and the guys are doing the Fox. Got to start somewhere, right? I don't know. That was just probably full of Whole Foods commercials and stuff like that. <laughs> just all Bezos products, <laughs> right? Uh, I, look, I think that's great. I like it both is those great, ladies, but it's on Amazon Prime. They're they're like, ah, this is groundbreaking because people have ditched their cable. Well, they did that one on Facebook, right? Didn't, didn't they I broadcast a game on Facebook? I don't remember. That was, was that baseball, I think, maybe? Yeah, with no commercials. Yeah. Uh, the manager of Dickie Betts, a guy named David Sparrow, has provided another update on his client who underwent surgery last Friday to reduce swelling on the brain following a fall at Betts' Florida home. The statement said Dickie is off the respirator and doing great, talking, laughing, and, of course, complaining. We thank you all for your love and prayers. He still has a ways to go. Paul Stanley is explaining why this time Kiss is officially calling it quits following their just-announced end-of-the-road world tour. In a recent interview, Stanley said he realized after their first farewell tour in 2000 that he didn't want to say goodbye to the band. He wanted to say goodbye to Peter, Chris, and Ace Fraley. Now he admits it's time to think about the end. Uh, That said, Stanley isn't ruling out guest appearances by former members on the upcoming tour. Time to think about the end! But uh, (laughs) he's not promising anything either. Dates will be announced the last week of October. Ace Fraley is going to be releasing a solo album October 19th. It's called Spaceman, but he continues to embrace his KISS roots. He'll take part in a promotion at the KISS by Monster Mini Golf in Las Vegas. 
If you get married, the course is Love It Loud, a rock and roll wedding chapel between October 26th and 28th. Ace could be your best man. Could be. Could be for $6,000, but that's not all you get. Ace will give away the bride and walk her down the aisle. There will be a complete photo session and digital rights to all image packages. A photo session with Ace's guitar. A wedding cake and more. The ceremony will also be streamed on Facebook Live and on Ace's Facebook page. uh, And announced on Amazon Prime by two females. (laughs) Ace has not... Uh, he admits been asked to be part of the retirement tour, but he and his band will be one of the special guests on the Kiss Cruise next month. So will I guess I'll see how well they get along. In Kiss Makeup. Dad, I know you've been waiting all my life to walk me down the aisle, but Charlie rented a guy from Kiss to do it. So <laughs> uh, will he wear the makeup? I don't know. And if he does. That. Does he wear the costume? How will you know it's know. him? Yeah, because if he does, doesn't wear the makeup and the costume, I guess you could hire anybody to just wear that makeup and the costume, and they'd believe it was Ace right. Frehley. Why would you spend 6000 bucks? Spend 100 on the costume. <laughs> or just dress your dad up. Make your dad dress like Ace Frehley <laughs> you know. and give you away. Finally, Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett <laughs> says he is mulling the possibility of one day releasing a solo album. Uh, maybe they could do what Kiss did. They all released uh, solo albums at the same time. Maybe Metallica could do that. In a recent interview, Hammett said he has so much material sitting around that's not Metallica material. He said the pile just keeps getting bigger and bigger. He went on to say if he does release a solo album, it would not look like a metal album at all. It would be something weird and far-ranging in styles. Uh, He says he wouldn't be surprised if the other members of the band did something similar. He thinks it would be healthy for them. I don't know. Healthy is great, but is it good music? Because that's, yeah, that's pretty really much what, the most that's important That's the only thing, thing people care about. Always. Forecast today, rain rolling in tonight. Temperatures in the low 60s today. It's 54 at DVE. So the, the game tonight is on the NFL Network, Fox, and Amazon Prime. So you can see the Vikings and the Rams play in three different places. I mean, that's... Uh, that's Overkill? quite a blast for what has traditionally been a not-so-great football game to watch. But this one looks like it's a little better matchup, at least, than the crap that we've been exposed to. Uh, you know, I, apparently, by the way, I want to apologize. I, I think I, I made it sound like the Post-Gazette died. It didn't die. I'm, I'm still a subscribing uh, uh, s- subscriber. Me I too. subscribe as well. Yes. I get super mad at it sometimes. But I, I still pay the money because I believe in journalism. And... But that's your why point was taken. Yeah, that's why I, I'm always glad to have our next guest here on the show, uh, who is a big time journalist with a capital J from Pardon My Take Barstool Sports. It is PFT commenter PFT. Good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, guys. I appreciate the intro as as a capital J. There, I haven't quit to join the Athletic just yet. Right. <laughs> Maybe that's why um, Chris Conti retired at halftime. To just he's like, you know what? I've had enough of uh, getting stiff armed in my face. Might as well just move on to the blogs here. Yeah, I mean, when you do leave Barstool, you should stiff arm everybody on the way out, though. <laughs> I mean, that's how I exit a building every time I go, regardless. So. Just yeah. if somebody opens the door for you, you just stiff arm. <laughs> that's them. far for the course for me. Yeah. How about that, Chris Connie? I mean, he gets stiffed arm, stiffed arm by uh, by Vance McDonald. Probably the most Pittsburgh touchdown. Like Steeler fans think every touchdown should look like that, <laughs> and right. and then he he gets rolled. 
gets injured out of the game and Tears then they, PCL. they they tell you afterwards he had an injury that he shouldn't have been even playing in the first place and now he's out six weeks. Is this the most embarrassing thing that has happened to an NFL player in the two thousands? Uh I mean, well, there have been a, a few instances where uh, I'll say certain quarterbacks on the Steelers have run into their own fair share of issues. I would say that on the field, probably this is the worst thing. That's, this is the most embarrassing thing that I've ever seen happen to a player on the field, that's for sure. But uh, everything's fine for you guys now, right? Like, that's only your season's fine. Oh, like, we're fine. Oh, yeah. Locker room. Super Bowl's back on. Like a, like a Sherlock Holmes hat and a magnifying glass looking for the locker room, and after that, after that stiff arm, he found it. That was what I like to call an amazing Randy performance because what we did was reveal how the magic was performed and we dismantled it and it no longer can have its effect. Fitz magic is done. You think you guys killed Fitz magic? You revealed the tricks? That's what I'm saying. It? We amazing Randy'd him. Yes. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, it, it's tough. You know, we we talk about uh, herpes a lot. A part of my take. Mm-hmm. It's a, Fitzpatrick herpes is just the thing that just keeps popping up. So, like, right when you think you've got rid of him, uh, you got to make a rush out to CVS and pick up. <laughs> so, uh, I, I'm not totally confident that that the Fitz magic is totally over. It'll be back, but then you know the great part about Fitz, Fitzpatrick is it does turn into the Fitz tragic at certain points, and I'm sure he'll have another you know four interception, maybe even a five interception game. He's he's good for one or two of those every year. So uh, you brought up herpes, so I have to ask you. It, yeah, I did. M- M- Michael Rapp- <laughs> Michael Rappaport is suing Barstool, but in uh, one of the claims is that you guys have erroneously labeled him as a herpier, as a herpy haver. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, do you a know this to be true that he does in fact have herpes, uh, or was this just a joke that he has taken out of context? Listen, many people have been asking me: Does Michael Rappaport, the actor, have herpes? Does Michael is, Rappaport, the actor, is, have herpes? Is, is Michael Rappaport? infected with the herpes simplex virus is what everyone is asking. I think it's a brilliant strategy on his part to get as many people across the country asking if Michael Rappaport has herpes. Does, does Michael Rappaport have herpes? <laughs> I, I I have not, uh, I cannot confirm nor deny whether or not, you can do a Google search on your own, and there's some pretty damning evidence out there. You know, it's, not, it's nothing to be embarrassed about. Like three quarters of people in America have, have uh, herpes in some way, shape, or form. Three quarters? So, yeah, something like that. Like uh, the the herpes, the cold. If you gotta have the cold sore, you have herpes. Right, so, but uh, that's a that's a different kind. I mean, when people say herpes, they don't normally think of the one that's just the the cold sore. They're talking about the other one that leaves a little more of an impact that you know would right. keep you from going horseback riding and biking and boat boating and whatnot. <laughs> right, right. Maybe the type where if you're an NFL quarterback and you check into like a free clinic, you write down Ron Mexico as the name. <laughs> right. As opposed to real. That's that's the type that we're talking about. Right. Um. I, you know what? I've never seen Michael Rapport's, uh genitals. So okay, <laughs> so you don't. All right, so you That's cannot refreshing. comment as to whether or not he has genital herpes. <laughs> I cannot. I, I am not aware one way or the other. He might. I, I wouldn't know. ask you to. You know what? Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't ask you to from, comment on from that. From a legal standpoint, I think I'm on pretty solid ground, saying that uh, Michael Rapport his herpes having is unknown to the masses, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you want to say that. That he does have it, then that's your prerogative as an American. The First Amendment exists for a reason, and it's to label our subpar actors as having sexually transmitted diseases. If one of, you said the actor does not have herpes, but if one of the characters that he played in a movie had herpes, which one would it be? It wouldn't be Remy, because I don't think Remy got (laughs) laid ever. Ever. 
No, no, absolutely not. Uh, probably the one that dated Phoebe on Friends. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah she, poor Phoebe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Phoebe. Smell, smelly cat wasn't about her cat, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, if you uh, assumed that Michael Rappaport had herpes based on one of his characters having herpes, I would submit that is a testament to his acting ability. Yes, absolutely. And let me just say, like, again, from a legal standpoint. One of the best things that you can do to get people to stop talking about whether or not you have herpes is uh. to file a public lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Asking, uh, Google the Streisand effect. Look that up, and, and sure. uh, you know any good lawyer should should probably know what that is going into going into court. But yeah, this is a, a very interesting legal strategy for Michael. Well, you, you brought up le- legalities and legal strategies, so I have one for you. James Harrison uh, went on Skip Bayless's uh, show and said that Le'Veon Bell should report to camp, and, or not to camp, to, to the team, and start getting paid and then fake an injury so he doesn't put any more wear and tear on his body, but he gets to collect a check. My question for you is, should Brett Kavanaugh show up at the hearings today, immediately fake a sickness, an illness, and then leave, they have to cancel the hearings, and he automatically becomes a Supreme Court justice? Is that how it works? You get an accrued year on the bench, and so uh, <laughs> yeah. if you just don't show up and yeah. get on? I think so. Uh, I think I've got a, a pretty good solution for uh, for Le'Veon Bell, actually. I think... I think Harrison's on the right track here. Oh, no um, kidding. But, but you can, what, see, what can happen is if you fake an injury, then, you know, you get the physicians involved. They give you a physical. They're like, actually, he's not injured. And then that, you know, devolves into a whole other mess. He just needs to fake diarrhea. Like, nobody will ever question whether or not you actually – it's a perfect excuse if you ever want to get out of, you know, like a, a wedding or a, a school project or anything <laughs> yeah. like that. Diarrhea is undefeated. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got, I got food poisoning. Um, I'm going to be on the can all day. So he should just report to work and then just go directly into the stall in the bathroom and be like, hey, guys, sorry, I can't practice. I just have diarrhea. <laughs> and then just do that every single week. And uh, what are they going to do, like send somebody in there with a stool collection Tupperware? No. And, and, and analyze that? So no. that, I think that's the way that everybody can win here. So he reports to work. Um, but also he doesn't get that wear and tear on uh, other parts of his body besides his butt. Great. That's a great uh, great tactic. Show up, but have dysentery. The Monday Night Football yes. TV crew, that was the, the first time I got to see start to finish. I'm a big fan of Booger. I uh, really Love like the Booger Crane. The Booger Crane, I mean. Who? Yeah, I call it the snot rocket. <laughs> I mean that is pretty great uh, But Jason Witten and Tessator are absolutely terrible And I noticed Jason Witten he, uh, he was a balding guy And then he took a cue from Terry Bradshaw Well if I'm going on TV I better put a rug on Is that a rug that Jason Witten is wearing Or did he get Urlockered? Wait a second. Maybe I'm not familiar with something But are you saying that Terry Bradshaw Wears a wig on TV? Because he, if he, he did does, Oh, he did. Okay, he did. In that, in, when he came out uh, on this, I think he was on the CBS uh, NFL show, and he wore a wig in the '80s. It's like Burt Reynolds thick, and he must have gone to Burt's guy because they were friends. Okay, I need to go check that out because I thought you were talking about him wearing a wig right now, and I was like, Terry needs to get a new wig. Guy. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the model that they hooked him up with, um, it's a clear yeah, plastic wig. Here's the thing. Tessator, I think, is really good. I, I think Tessator's been good at everything that he's done. He's, as Big Cat says, he's got the big game voice. And he's just like a nice little friendly Italian guy that sounds like he'll have you over for wine and pasta all the time and then talk to you about your family for five hours. I like Tessator. 
Uh, Witten is just a robot. I've determined that he is just a football playing robot that knew one thing, and that's how to like <laughs> go out onto a football field and pretend that he wasn't injured. I mean, he played basically without a spleen for a full season. Um, he so like the other. There are other body parts that are missing. He's like you know the Tin Man who didn't have a heart, didn't have a soul, didn't have a spleen. That's basically what what Jason Witten is up in the booth. I don't think I don't think he really understands what he signed up for getting up there. Um, but I do know that you can see some like animosity already between Booger and him. Like Booger's down yeah. there out in the elements. Now that's going to be interesting later on in the year when it's like <laughs> raining and snowing, and and Booger's on his elevated platform just getting like wheeled around the field, just getting snowed on. Um, but you can tell that Booger's already like a little bit upset. He's like, I bring more to this broadcast than Jason Winton does. Right? Why am I not in the booth? Oh yeah, it's because I'm not a former Dallas Cowboy. Yeah, that's that is very true. You know, <laughs> and you know, Winton will be up there bloviating about uh, everything's getting too left wing, and meanwhile they have the black guy out in inclement weather. Let's <laughs> get the Booger yeah, drone. Yeah, concussions are actually a liberal conspiracy. <laughs> That's so what Jason. That. <laughs> yeah, banging my head against a cement wall to own the libs right now. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's what the hair is. It's an attempt to, you know, that's actually like a Kevlar hairpiece that he has there that just further protects him. He's against. cucking his own skull. <laughs> he is. Yes, that's exactly what he's. I want to know what part of his body that hair came from. <laughs> is, is that is that butt hair? Because they do have to transfer it from other parts of your body. <laughs> they do, yeah, and that's it's very dark. When I first noticed it, I was like, yeah, this is definitely the Brian Urlacher treatment, who actually has very soft baby hair. I got to he came into the office, I got to to pet it a little bit. Doesn't really match up with the uh, the reputation he has as like a hard nosed guy. It's like. This is uh, this is some infant hair you've got on your head. <laughs> <laughs> he let you pet his head. Yeah, it, yeah, you have to touch it when it comes in, right? Yeah, I mean, look, he's he's selling a product there. I mean, that no it, to me, it's as weird for a grown man to have baby hair as it would be for him to have baby teeth. I don't know why people think that looks good. Yeah, uh, Terrell Suggs has baby teeth. Actually, <laughs> does he really? Yeah, he does. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't aware of that. Uh, PF- hey, by the way, yeah? I don't know if you guys know this. Your audience, um, you know, you have primarily a, a basketball audience there in Pittsburgh. Yes, we're so big, big, be, big basketball fans. Aware of the fact, but uh, there's no love loss between the Steelers and the Ravens, and you can throw out the record books when these two teams get together. <laughs> I'm gonna so ra- that's 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 gonna be fun this weekend, huh? Flacco, though. Last question for you: Is he elite? Yeah, he's pretty pretty elite this year. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but. Um, Ever since Lamar Jackson's coming at wide receiver for him, it's really opened up the passing game for Joe <laughs> downfield. So, is that a Flacco uh, special? Yeah, it is. He is a Flacco special. So, I don't know if you saw this last week, but there was one play where uh, they had Joe Flacco lined up as a wide receiver. And if you thought that Jay Cutler didn't care about being lined up as a receiver and and just stood there looking like he was mad at his coach the whole time. You should have seen Flacco, who didn't even move. He was just, like, upright. He was like, yeah, what am I doing out here? And then when they put Lamar back in at wide receiver, Flacco threw a pass, like, over Lamar's head to the point where it looked like he was trying to get him hurt by the cornerback. Like, he, he threw him a hospital pass. And Flacco knows what he's doing when it comes to that type sure. of thing. So keep an eye on that. Right. He's trying to get uh, Lamar Jackson injured. Well, if we see Ben Roethlisberger lining up Mason Rudolph out wide, then I'll know. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I, I, that's a tactic that's been adopted league-wide. I feel like Ben Roethlisberger is like an old dog that, like, you try to introduce a puppy to it. And you're like, oh, my dog's so nice. He gets along well with other dogs. And then it just won't make eye contact at all with the puppy that's around. <laughs> it, just gra- it just growls without even looking at it. That's what 
the Ben is to anybody that plays the same position as he does. Yeah. And he's a, you know, Ben said he's a cute puppy. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, but, but uh, he has do herpes. We, but do we, <laughs> basically, Ben yeah. said uh, he's a cute puppy, <laughs> but do we really need a puppy right now? That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, exactly. He's like, listen, let me live out my old age. I've got hip dysplasia, but let me just kind of <laughs> lay on the couch for a while, and I've still got a couple good years left in me. PFT. Um, is it, did, did, he, did he solve his road issues? Because, like, Tampa, I feel like, is oh, yeah. the Pittsburgh of the South. And so this is like this was a coming out party for Ben. It's like, hey, I don't always have to suck the road. No, yeah, no. I think that that was a uh, that, the three hundred and uh, was it fifty eight yard performance. He used the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. So I think the uh, the road foibles are over with. Okay, well, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this one on Sunday night. Ravens and the Steelers. No love lost. These two teams don't like each other. You can throw out the record books when they get together. See, you're better than Tessator already. <laughs> I think I just checked off all the boxes. You, if you if you set up a bingo card, all those things will be on there, and uh, and you'll win bingo by uh, the end of the first quarter. PFT commenter from Barstool Sports. Always a pleasure. Thanks, man. Great stuff, dude. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Mike Pursuta next. Wheeler Walker Jr., 945. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports Talk brought to you by CBS Television. Uh, just to follow up a little bit on the uh, Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson talk uh, that you were enjoying with PFT commenter, uh, I remember the pass that he was talking about, that Jackson was wide right, and Flacco threw a flanker screen, but normally you throw those to the backfield side. Right. So the guy can catch it and give the blocking a chance to kind of... This one was to the defensive side of the line of scrimmage. And Lamar Jackson was not real interested in hauling that one in. I think he's thrown, <laughs> he's thrown enough lookout balls in his day to, to realize that no one when he sees one coming at him, and that just went incomplete. But where you got to watch Lamar Jackson, they ran a play against Denver uh, from the six-yard line, and they put Jackson slot left, then they motioned him back into the backfield, and then they motioned him out again so he's on the wing, and it was a RPO, a run-pass option. Flacco got the snap. And he kind of looked at Jackson. It was a he could either throw it to him or pitch it to him at this point. And both of the safeties for Denver went streaking in Jackson's direction. They just handed it off to Alex Collins, and he basically jogged into the end zone or you know on the right side. That Lamar Jackson is a guy that you got to be aware of. Hadn't done a whole lot yet, but everybody right. knows his talent. He can make some plays. And they're they're dangling him out there every once in a while. Oh look, we got this too. Better worry about this. We might. Get this guy involved. A little bit of slash 2.0. A little bit. A little bit. And he's a talented kid. Uh, it's just another example that these are not the Ravens that we uh, have grown to know and loathe over the years. They're opening things up, and uh, they've got they've got targets. They have got weapons. Uh, Steelers need to figure things out defensively, and one of the things they're trying to figure out is who starts at cornerback opposite Joe Hayden. The start of the year, that was already Burns. Monday night in Tampa, it was Cody Sensabaugh. They ended up splitting the position via a rotation. Burns said that they did the same thing in practice yesterday. This is not where Artie Burns expected to be coming out of what appeared to be a pretty good training camp. Yeah, I felt good. You know, uh, I just, I'm just i just not executing, you know, on plays that I, I, I know I can make and that I made before, you know, so I just got to get back to the basics. And Burns said yesterday that this uh, situation is going to make or break him. Uh, no pressure. <laughs> he's, yeah. all, he's also aware that uh, there are going to be days such as the ones he had against Kansas City and Tampa and weeks such as the one he's having this week. 
I mean, it's life. You feel me? I mean, we go we go through stuff through life all the time, and it, it, it determine who you who you who you are as a person. I mean, I know I can make plays. You know, uh, that's why they they brought me here to make plays. You know, I just gotta make them routinely. You know that I know I'm capable of doing. You feel pressure, frustration, determined. Some of all that. <laughs> Some of all that. A uh, little bit of all that. As for Cody Sensabaugh, he has uh, he's been in the league. He's a seven-year guy. The Steelers are his fourth team. He started about a third of the games he's played in the NFL. and Doesn't know if he's going to start the next one. He's just showing up for work and doing what he can. I just try to go out there and be the best player I can be to help this team win. And, you know, I can live with the results. How did it work when you guys rotated in Tampa? I think it worked good. You know, we came out with a win. You know, uh, we both had some good plays. Um, both had some things we could do a little better. So, you know, it's just something to work on moving forward. And, you know, we're both looking forward to the opportunity this weekend. Any idea what they're going to do this week? Nah, you would have to ask them. Honestly, every 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 day is a new day. So Mike said yesterday he's waiting for somebody, either you or Artie or Cam Sutton. Oh, is that what he said? To distinguish themselves. There you have it. What do you think he's looking for? What do you got to do to make that guy you? Uh, distinguish myself. Yeah. How do you do that in this kind of environment? I don't know if there's any like real concrete answer. Just let the play do the talking. Yeah, I don't know if there's a real concrete answer either. Particularly, uh, I don't think one's going to reveal itself in practice. You know, unless Mike Tomlin's looking for a guy to clap his hands and chatter and, and run around like it's little league, I think they got to make a call. And, and go with a guy, and I think that guy's got to be Artie Burns. I, I know he's not playing This just well, runs counter to what I think Mike Tomlin believes in. Like, I I have a hard well, time I, believing he's this desperate. Like, this indicates to me a level of desperation. I think it's more exasperation. They are they are exasperated by Artie Burns. Okay. They, they, they are at a loss as to how they got There's here. There's some kind of paration, though. I mean, we agree yes, on that. there is a paration. <laughs> Maybe a little perspiration Well, and a little... Maturation, yeah, I, that would be nice. Would help. It might lead to an evacuation. One of these guys is on their way out. Wheeler Walker Jr. is in town tonight at Stage AE, and he joins us when we come back. We'll go behind the music with Wheeler next on DVE. It's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show, and we are joined right now by someone I consider to be uh, as an important as an artist that has come along in uh well about a generation you know every every like once or twice in a generation you get somebody in a lyricist as impactful as wheeler walker jr and he joins us now wheeler good morning pleasure to have you on the show how are you man thanks for having me oh man i i couldn't be uh more pleased to have you here you know i tell our listeners we'll go check them out on spotify but uh you know they uh they won't put you on spotify yeah well yeah i'm losing out literally tens like literally Seven to eight cents a year. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> think of all the pennies you could be pulling in monthly. Oh. Exactly. You know, I think I'm actually, I think I'm actually up on it now, but. I got some. I got some issues with them, but we'll talk about it. Oh, okay, but you are on. All right, good. Well, then people should go go check out Spotify. I know that you've had trouble in the past where some stores would uh, refrain from putting your your record on the shelves. Have you uh, have you smoothed that all over now? Uh, nope, uh, because I. <laughs> Well, I got, you know what's weird? I got a lot of offers this round. I got a new album called WW3 coming out, my third album, coming out in November. Pre-order now on iTunes. And uh, I got, 
they, I got a bunch of late night shows told me because you know I'm blowing up. I'm the hottest thing in country music. You are the hottest they, thing. They, they said record one clean song and you can be on our late night show. And I will not be doing any late night. <laughs> <laughs> Was this why I ain't, the, I ain't changing what I do? You know? That's well. That's why your fans love you. You know. Yeah. My fan, my fans. Listen, my fans don't watch Jimmy Fallon. They don't care about that crap. No. Well, why won't the Opry have you? You think the Grand Ole Opry would want to celebrate one of its contemporary stars? Um, because the Grand Ole Opry, well, Grand Ole Opry, you know, they're busy trying to get that stick out of their butt. <laughs> that, that, that that takes all day and night. And once that stick gets out, you know, I'm gonna we'll put that stick in the Country Music Hall of Fame, and then maybe I can play. You know, you've uh, you sung extensively about your love of of marijuana. And uh, and weed is is a you know you're a big uh, proponent of legalized weed. I read that you one day had a realization about pot, uh, using it in a lyric with uh, a word that it rhymed with. Yeah, I was sitting down. I was writing a song for this new record, and I said I like smoking pot. I was trying to think of the next line, and then I go a lot. <laughs> and then next thing you know, I got a hit. Sing- I w- it's out right now. I wouldn't call it a hit single, right. but it's a single. Right. Or I, is it is it even a single if it's not even on the radio? I, but I don't know. Um, if you talk about it on the radio, is that considered a single? <laughs> I think it's on the radio. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Exactly. So, but that's, that's like divine intervention when that happens. When those realizations come to you as a songwriter. Yeah, I mean, you know. Garth Brooks had 20 years to rhyme those words. He didn't do it. <laughs> That's true. That's All he did was eat, eat burgers and get fat. <laughs> well, I wanted to ask you about some of the contemporary country artists and how country on a level of, of like, 1 to 10 do you think these guys are? You can use whatever metrics you want. Blake Shelton, okay, is he country? All, Blake Shelton, God, no. <laughs> but he, no, no. How about this? No doubt he ain't. <laughs> what about Keith Urban? Um, what part of he's from Australia? Don't you understand? No, he ain't country. For the reason we all we all ain't moving to Australia to play country music. <laughs> That's you know good point. I don't think people consider that. What about Eric Church? Uh, yeah, I'll give him a five. Give a five, okay. Yeah, who's that guy who just blurted in to try ruin the game? <laughs> <laughs> That's our, our sports guy, Mike Pursuta. Yeah, you, you're not supposed to, to name someone who doesn't suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I purposely didn't have Eric Church in here, Mike. What about yeah, exactly. <laughs> that guy's like, I, I know the name of somebody who's not, who's not horrible. <laughs> what about Florida Georgia Line? <laughs> I mean, what, can we do negative? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> okay. Negative whatever you can give me. All right. Uh, Dan. As it gets. What about Dan and Shay? Whatever, whatever's lower than Florida Georgia line. <laughs> <laughs> Cuba. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, guess, that's a clever answer, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, are you boycotting the NFL? I know Big and Rich uh, are boycotting the NFL, and they're boycotting Nike. And a lot of other brands. So, uh, is there? Do you have any boycott going on? I'm I'm boycotting uh, every radio station that won't play me. I don't care about the NFL. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm 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 boycotting the NFL because they, I keep I want to sing the national anthem, but they won't. But I, and I rewrote it to kind of fit my <laughs> my need, my need. Yeah. and they ain't gonna let me sing one one game. So until they let me sing, I'm gonna boycott them. Uh, I can't believe that they wouldn't do that. Well, you know, and I, and I was gonna boycott Nike, but. But um, 
my, my dad gave me a pair of new Nikes for my birthday, and they're, they're really comfortable, so I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to hold on to them. You know, you can only take yeah. a boycott so far. If you didn't buy yeah. it, you're not contributing. Who cares? That's what I said. My dad's messed it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's your dad's fault. Uh, which state is more country, Kentucky or Tennessee? Well, that's a tough question because I'm from Kentucky, but Tennessee is is got you know Nashville and we'll put it this way: I'm from Kentucky, Florida, Georgia line from from Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's that. So it's got to be it's got to be Kentucky, right? Yeah. So you've and we, and Kentucky's got Stapleton, Sturgill, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, and who's the guy that uh, that Sturgill produced? What's uh, Tyler Childers? That's he's it. From Kentucky too. Yeah. Oh, he is oh, too. Yeah, yeah, he's from down down the road from me. And Isbell's uh, from Alabama. Yeah. You're not an Isbell wife, fan? Yeah, he, no, he's great. I'm saying my wife's from Alabama, too, and she's in the bed, so I want to mention her. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's probably smart of you. Yeah, you toured with Kid Rock, and now Kid Rock talked about running. We're, we're doing sh- Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to say Kid has, uh, you know, he, he considered running for Senate there for a little bit. Have you ever considered running for office no i talk i talked to kid rock about that and he he that ain't happened he's, he, he ain't getting up at i've seen the way he lives he ain't getting up at six in the morning to go to the office you know yeah <laughs> that ain't happening no no i ain't running for, i mean i would run for office but mainly just to sell sell tickets and to sell albums <laughs> right just to use it to promote your shows Exactly, to get myself on a Spotify playlist. Which is just smart. Wheeler Walker Jr. is one of the most important artists of our generation. Tonight, he'll be at Stage AE. You can see him, finally. I mean, you've been selling out all the other venues, and we got you in the big space, finally, for all of your fans to come and see. Go to Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets to see this once-in-a-lifetime legend. Now, you don't pull any George Jones stuff, right? You show up every single time. I'm always shows Walker, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, they, call, they, they, they call them no show Jones, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm show up. I'm show up Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Has a ring to it. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I'm in the bus right now, so they pull me up there and just push me onto the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played the smaller room last time, and I hated that room. And luckily, we sold it out. And now we got some tickets because we moved out to the bigger room. Now, do your fans tailgate for this show? Because Kenny Chesney historically has come and and played uh, the parking lot and. Um, it's filled with trash. Are your are your fans ordered? Literal trash. They 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 leave the parking lot full of garbage. Hey, who's that guy who just came on the radio comparing me to Kenny Chesney? No. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Bill Crawford, uh, uh, co-hosted on the show here. My apologies. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. If you, you can tell, yeah, we I got fans who tailgate, but if they're waiting for me to come out and sing a song to them, they better get comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the show costs money. <laughs> this bus don't run itself. That's uh, Amen. Wheeler Walker Jr. is in town tonight. Make a special <laughs> uh, effort to get down and see him uh, again. I would imagine next time you're going to be playing Heinz Field. That's usually yeah, how this well, goes. I actually, I actually was going to do Heinz Field, but apparently... It's busy on Sundays, and that was the day I wanted to play. Sure, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, eight eight times a, a, a fall, it's a little difficult to get a gig there. Yeah, and that, that we went through that garbage with me wanting to sing the national anthem. I wanted to sing, you know, um, my the song I got called Family Tree, and they they, they claimed it was a little too dirty. But <laughs> well, what's it about? It's about uh, 
banging everyone in your family. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't, I you know, I don't know how they would have thought that was too dirty. So a perfect way to kick want, off a I football want, game. I wanted, to, I wanted to, well, I wanted to sing it at halftime. I'm not crazy. I don't want to sing the national anthem. I said. This is halftime stuff. It's a family. It's a family game. Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. They, sometimes they just don't listen to reason. You know, corporate America. Uh, yeah, man. I'm sick of corporate America. That's why I stay independent. Well, you can go see him at uh, Stage AE tonight, which is uh, yeah. Uh, be there. Be there if you like real country music. If you like Florida Georgia Line, stay home and uh, you know, listen to them and Dan Shay and that garbage. But if you like real country, come to the show tonight, Stage AE. You're not one of those baseball hat cowboys. No, 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 man. I'm from. I, I wear a cowboy hat on stage, which is very, very practical. You know. Yeah, you wear a cowboy hat all the time. Are you like Smokey, oh, like oh, yeah. or like the Bandit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm wearing it right. Uh, I'm not gonna do a. I'm not gonna do a phoner without my cowboy hat on. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, see him. He's the real deal. He's a, hey, that's the one thing that I get pissed about. Here's the thing: Wheeler's the real deal. He's a uh, you know, unbutton the shirt down to like you know almost the navel, chest hair out, old school country guy. He's not one of these guys that like you know is pounding protein drinks and getting all like buff and like muscular. Like I don't think of country guys being all muscular and stuff. And now no, these, they got farm strength. Yeah, now these dudes are all like bros out there. Yeah, amen to that, man. I'm keeping out of shape for my fans. There you go. Wheeler Walker Jr., go see him tonight. Pleasure talking with you as always, man. Knock him dead tonight. You guys are the best. Thanks so much. All right, thanks, Wheeler. We'll see you. That's our old friend, Wheeler Walker Jr. Again, my We've been with Wheeler since day one. Comparison. And and we're never getting off the, the Wheeler wagon. I don't know if he was real sincere, though, when he said we're the best. He kind of jumped on me and Bill. Huh? Well, no, I I insulted him. <laughs> well, you have to understand, he's an artist, and he wants to, you know, for him, he wants to make sure he's not being set up for some sort of like a, you know, tax from the flank. Yeah, he, you know, you thought he and I were. No, I, I, yeah. uh, I'd like to apologize to Wheeler formally. No, you had a great question. I thought. I just was wondering if his fans were going to leave behind as much trash as Kenny Chesney's fans. Wheeler Walker, uh, those albums are so funny. They and are. part of what makes them so funny, you know, the band Ween did this album a long time ago, 12 Country Greatest Hits, and it's like only 10 songs. But they went down in Nashville <laughs> and they hired all of these badass Nashville cats to do the album. So they're like these really funny, and some are, you know, like in typical Ween form, beautiful country songs are performed by the actual artist who did all of the like old school country recordings. So it sounds amazing. Well, Wheeler kind of does the same thing. His songs are uh just super profane and over the top hilarious with some really smart stuff in between all of that like you know like all good really silly stuff comes from a smart place and uh i don't he's know he's kind it's of ca- like the pft commenter of country music well i was going to say he's the country steel panther yeah yes. that's a good yeah I would, like they're making fun of it, but it's actually pretty good. Yes, very talented. So he's a hundred percent effective, fifty percent of the time, or something yeah, like 60% that. Yeah, sixty percent of the time, it's great every time. Thanks to uh, Wheeler, thanks to PFT <laughs> Commenter for joining us. Uh, thanks to uh, Missy Matthews and comedians Alex Tapula and John Dick Winters for being on the show earlier this morning. Dave Damashek joins us tomorrow, and we got Joe Hayden on the show. So we'll ask him about you know the stuff we were talking about today with Artie and Cody, and uh, how do you reconcile that going into week four of the NFL. And we got to give him a P test, obviously. Obviously. Sean Collier is going to be on the show tomorrow as well. Anybody got anything? Nothing? Nope. Nothing? Nothing? Good? Oh, damn it. I forgot to give away tickets, didn't I? Wheeler wanted me to give away a pair of tickets. Let's do caller number, uh, I don't know, 33. 333. 
WDVE. Give us a call right now. You'll be off to see Wheeler Walker Jr. tonight. Tickets available for that at Ticketmaster.com. Michelle's coming up next with the electric lunch at noon. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him tight, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.